0: Welcome to episode 13 of It's Server Time. Today, we're going to be joined by Scrawny, best known for his work with Montreal Northern Arena 2016. An excellent tournament, Scrawny. I mean, after that tournament, I think you really took off. I think everybody was just all in with the work that you did. Who are you casting with, actually, for this? I'm actually curious now.
1: Uh, I went to the event. The first person I casted with was uh, Ryu. Ryu? uh, yeah, and then Launders scoped me from across the room, and he was casting with Van Silly. And for the rest of the event, Launders somehow like shoehorned me into casting <laughs> alongside him instead. Uh, that's why we did like <laughs> a three man finals. Yeah, so yeah.
2: Uh, this is
1: also so yeah, man, kind of half event, mo.
2: The what's This is also the cry is Free tournament, wasn't it? With Immortals and C Nine and that drama. Uh, no, that's that's the northern end of Toronto. I'm pretty sure. Okay. There's two. Um,
3: the yeah,
1: man. There's a Toronto one and a Montreal one. This is where uh, this is where Dust did the Conor McGregor when, down with Smess things. Yeah, the YoLe noobs. Oh, was, ben Silly. it was who oh. said
0: it, yeah, and Ben's then really Dust got framed. Actually, actually. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. that's actually the real story. But uh, obviously, if people don't know Scrawny, I mean, I don't know how you can't at this point if you guys watch Counter Strike at all. The voice <laughs> of Blast Premier, one of many voices, we'll say that. And uh, just you've been doing excellent work lately, killing sure it. Did. Stream stream's been popping too. I mean, everything's going north for you, just like that arena. So,
1: <laughs> <I'll>...
0: <laughs> but we're gonna be uh, recapping a bit of blast. We're gonna be talking about what's going on with I M Katowice and we got a little bit of news too. So let's get let's get off to the first topic here. I want to talk about ninjas in pajamas. I want to talk about NIP. I want to talk about ZTR. I trash talked this guy. Thought he was no good, didn't belong at all. But what do you guys, what do you guys like out of him, uh, Scrawny? What would you, what do you see from ZTR? Uh, so, like to me, ZTR, he was like one of the two notable debuts um, for the
1: Blast Spring groups, right? The other one being Honda. Um, and I would say like ZTR didn't, didn't shock me with how good he was straight out the gate, like Honda did. Like Honda had these crazy aces in the first three rounds. Like he, it was like fairy tale levels of debuts. So. I think, you know, ZTR had a really high bar set for him, like, a week prior. Um, but the difference between the man is ZTR didn't make mistakes. ZTR looked like a bell, a, a, like, a far better, well-rounded player. Um, you know, Honda impressed, but then we went to nuke, and I saw him making tons of
2: errors and rotates and stuff like that. So so ZTR yeah, just, like, against Syria, key flew like, under it, man. Yeah, Honda, like, he had, like, a decent debut. Like, he had, like, a really highlighty debut, but overall ZTR has just kind of been a better player, like, when we played Furia, pretty much our game plan on T side nuke was go ramp and abuse Honda and just fuck up their entire rotations and everything just constantly. So it worked out pretty well for us the first time, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, overall, ZTR is a lot more of a, I think, at least at the moment, is a better player than, than Honda is. He yeah, just
4: more well rounded on- in yeah. general. Yeah. It's not like anything like super impressive, I would say. Like, he wasn't a player that came in and he was like, oh, holy shit, like, look at this guy but he was definitely one there I was like, he seems like a solid piece to their team. Like he's not, he's not going to be the one like leading for them on the server or anything, but he's definitely like, he plugs in well.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. I think that he still, I mean, when you look at the stats actually for all of blast or at least their group, he did the worst of everybody in that group in terms of numbers. So despite that really nice opener BO3, it didn't Fare so well for him after that but nip still came in second place in their group they are still they they to me look like they're coming up a little bit and i i like that ZTR just kind of does his job I, I actually in a way i i feel like this makes sense now but i i will say that when you bring in a new player to a team i would rather they learn the macro later as opposed to like getting better at mechanic like mechanically speaking because i feel like it's very Easy. It's easier for a mechanically gifted player to get the macro than for a, a player that understands the macro to get the the mechanical ability. Would you guys
2: agree kinda, with that? Yeah. Sure. Like, I was kind of surprised at like the instant boost that NIP kind of seemed to get from like oh yeah, and twists and putting in ZTR because it's like it's not like twist was like taking up tons of space or like the ZTR is like playing completely different spots and it's like freeing up other people. Like, I mean, he's doing pretty much the same things as twist and like just yeah, seemed like it, a decent team player. Like he was just kind of doing his job, um, especially towards the end of the lineup. So I think uh, I think ZTR over
1: Twist is kind of like their it's like their rebrand. You know, nobody really asked for it, but it still works. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not bad. Obviously, like they had good showings in the start, right? And then Big got their revenge and blew them out on Vertigo and like in the finals for the group. So there is still room for improvement, especially with him particularly. But like the fact that you know, it, when, if this was the change that let Knock pop off, then great right? But I don't know, yeah. you know, again, it's, weird, you're, you're,
2: it's just weird to me, like, where would it come from in terms of,
3: yeah, yeah, how, exactly.
2: I don't know if attitudes or like people were clashing, obviously, I have no insight into like how personalities were in the team. And if like, I mean, and just in general, just, you know, adding a new player and kind of like getting a new lineup can just kind of reinvigorate a team, even if like the players are pretty similar, but it was kind of strange to me, like the instant boost, you kind of seemed to help NIC get. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, after watching the games back even more, I feel like the one against Astralis was probably Astralis not being in tip top form. So that's like credit. I mean, you got to give some credit to NIP and ZTR for how well they did there. But it almost felt like they were flying out the gates, whereas Astralis was just kind of like, eh, we'll, we'll just like go through the motions here. And oh, OK, we messed up a couple key rounds that. Probably like set us back.
2: NIP or... can be hard to deal with, man. They won from like a year ago or two, like just being like the enemy of just like a default team that just doesn't do anything special. Mm. And then they added Hampus, and now Hampus seems to have got more comfortable with his calling and stuff, and it's like a pretty similar dynamic where it's just Hampus just doing all kinds of fucking crazy things and just pretty much leading the way for NIP, just taking super aggro of different parts of the map and stuff. Yeah. Similar like to what art does, probably not to the same extent, um, but pretty similar in terms of like making space and shit like that
0: yeah let's move on to the winners of group b though complexity this this was a good look because i feel like we've i mean mix i feel like you've been very closely looking at complexity for some reason even though i feel like when they had nato and when they had uh just what yugi and just that they had a couple different people moving in and out i didn't really pay that much attention to them but now that they have their full five-man lineup This is really good they didn't drop a single map they beat vitality although vitality was kind of in the process of moving out apex they beat g2 which i felt like was a really legit win and then they handled eg like they they made them look bad they made eg look like noobs so this was really really nice um let's see scrawny did you what did uh which games from complexity maybe stood out to you the most or what what about their play yeah um i think it's the the play was to me it was poison
1: right like um i remember mm-hmm. it was like ha- we were like five rounds deep in the first map when they were playing versus vitality their opener um Anders and somewhere were casting it and i just you know I, I put it out there i was like man if poison has a rough start after all this time for these guys waiting to for him to come back like it's it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a really tough pill for the, for the team to swallow if if poison doesn't return with the impact that we knew he had and he was down i think like one in six or like one in seven on mirage yeah and he had this crazy 4k off of stairs a site mirage and like that was the, that was like the firecracker of like mm-hmm. of like poison's ability and he didn't even have a good showing on on that mirage game but it was from that point from that play that they turned it around uh i think you know uh config drops like 30 kills yeah and that's because config is genuinely you know top 20 material um so like the whole complexity machine kind of fired up the moment poison got that 4k and even though he had the rest of the quiet map you know, they went to overpass. Launders did the video, like the Zewu, you know, record low two kill game. Like that was Poison smashing him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Poison, you know, he he finishes that game like 20 and seven. 20 and seven versus Vitality in his second map back after having months away from from like competitive play. And, you know, we we know there was like something going on with, with Vitality now. Um, but still, I think like the key to that success for Cole was just the fact that Poison sat back down in that chair and just straight up delivered and everybody's back together as well it's like you know when we saw the energy of complexity at the start of 2020 when they were in london and they kind of smashed their way through groups like it looked like we got that right back the moment poison sat down which is crazy like i thought for sure there was going to be ring rust there but uh there's not
4: i mean the complexity just gets some sort of boost in boss events or like what is this (laughs) right yeah yeah
1: i mean i guess it's just like the timing of it right like um those poor guys having to go through all of those like bad roster pickups for the stand-ins you know like like when they got yugi for example like i mean that's just like that's treading water uh and i thought like complexity might actually be one of the tragedies of 2021 where at the end of the year we saw what they could do and then if if you're just gonna be like you know hitting all these hiccups all these speed bumps like they i think they really could have failed here but blame f proved that like he can get the team through it lead them through it he didn't drop off Config rush. Everybody looks good for Cole, but uh, like you were saying, man, I think I think the big game was the victory. Uh, was the victory over uh, G two? Um, you know, Vitality were kind of going down. G two, they they took that game clean. It was like close rounds at times, close scores, but uh, that was the one that impressed me the most. Was
0: the second the second map of the ser- of the, the group. So last year, Config or Blame F was a top 10 player, and Config, no one else on Complexity was. Well, I guess you could include JKS,
2: right? But like um, not really at the yeah. same Blame time. Blame F is not the most important player on Complexity. That's what I will tell you. You, you don't think so? No, I think <laughs> that is definitely Config, just considering yeah. the way Complexity plays. Like, yeah. So, like, if you look at the difference between Blast and uh, the recent IEM Katowice event. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you look at the blast event and config has literally a 1.35 rating. Yes, and they just smash. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to Katowice and he's just sitting at like a 1.00. Yeah. So, like, super varying levels, different levels of um, form from like config. And that's also like really important to complexity because overall, like, from the times at least that I've played them, they've been a fairly easy team to kind of like prep for and understand like what they're doing. They just have like a ton of strats that they run. BlameF's like lurking somewhere. Mm -hmm. um just in general like the calling isn't like bad it's just pretty average it's not like that difficult to to play against or anything and so when they're like running like so many like set strats and shit like they become so reliant on just config um having good games getting entries having like tons of impact yeah so just in that way like i think config having impact feeling good playing well is like by far the most important aspect of their game and that's when they really win games and when they really are able to step up the
0: way i would relate it to another team is Mouse Sports in the last year it basically felt to me like rops would always put up a 1.2 rating but that didn't necessarily translate to victories but if frozen had a 1.2 they yeah. win every time it's not it's yeah so like i i feel like i would relate like config to frozen in that they're not alway, they're not like always set up for the absolute most success but when they do succeed the game is over they're just they're just going to take over so yeah i kind of uh I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to evil geniuses. Evil geniuses had a really rough time at the beginning of this year at the dream hack open January against they they lost to FPX and they were limited. I mean, and then now they're coming in second place in their group at blast. I don't think they've played. Oh, they have, they beat Gambit actually today yeah, at, at Katowice, which is also yeah. a pretty a legit win. Um, so do we think EG is back?
4: I feel like it's way too early to say with them right now. Like they just haven't played against, aside from like their blast group, I guess, they haven't really played against a lot of really good teams. Like Vitality were obviously had their own issues in that in that event. And then mm-hmm. they played against G2 and then lost to Complexity. So I guess like they're definitely doing better than they were at the start of this year, I'd say. But I think it's like a little bit too early just to really call whether they're back or not.
1: I would say they're, they're as back as like Astralis are, you know, Mm -hmm. like obviously different ceilings, but like, uh, they're not to where they once were. Um, they, today's, I think today's victory over Gambit is kind of like one of the more legitimizing ones, right? Like if, if you just think about their European run at the moment, you know, they went back to Europe, they had like a string of events. Uh, they pretty much bombed out of the global finals having only beat Furia. And that was with Honda as a stand-in. So you know skin of their teeth type deal the dream hack open looked like it was going to be the death of the roster uh dude, you know dude, 10 I'm rounds bad. across two maps versus fpx like uh that was the brand new roster with chris j too and then the group right like the saving grace of the group i think is that again that victory over top of uh g2, g2 because yeah. even vitality like you're you've got apex out nevera yeah. like that that was like the heat and that would do that would, two rounds right they, they won in overtime so Let's let's imagine a world where that DreamHack Open happens. They lose to FPX, get 10 rounds, and then they go into the groups and they get eliminated by a team that just lost their IGL. Yeah. Now, you know, that would be, I think, like the end of this roster potentially. Even a good run in Katowice um, could maybe not even change that, right? Like Gambit's, is it crazy that we're in a world where it's like, oh, they beat Gambit, good for them. Because Gambit has promised, don't get me wrong, but this, like you said, it's right? Awesome. Are, they, are they back to where they were? beating gambit so,
2: as an na team okay listen we, we 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 take our time in na you know we're just <laughs> scrimming each other scrimming brazilians sometimes and then you come to eu you think you're gonna you're gonna boot camp right you're gonna play some european teams and then you know you schedule a couple scrims with gambit and then you go into the scrim with gambit you're not really sure what to expect and then you just get a fucking ass thrashing just <laughs> like you're lucky if you get 10 rounds like right you're, you're playing these guys and you are convinced that these these players on Gambit are the best players you have ever played in a game of Counter-Strike. Like <laughs> they are just the best team in the world and they should be top 5 easy. So listen, you take that in consideration for these NA teams and then you beat Gambit also. Right, you know, that's going to be happy about So, You're so- thinking, holy shit, we just beat Gambit online. Take that victory, combine
1: it with the G2 win and like EG's got something going. Like the ball's definitely yeah. rolling. But this is yeah. a, this is a string of four events where they're, you know, Remember, they got wrecked by complexity once they beat g2 right and like g2 we don't really know where g2 are for all we know they're in free fall so so let's let's say that's not the most impressive victory let's say it's three flat events from eg into a win over gambit we'll see how they finish man
0: yeah this is the rest of this bracket goes as such that they're going to be playing astralis tomorrow and then i think they're playing the winner of g2 and big so, so like be-
2: oh, i'm just letting you know
0: Ooh, okay yeah, that's hey, the whole thread okay. I you know like Stanislaw has had a pretty good record against Astralis yeah. overall. Like he's taken some pretty big victories over them. That's my Eli- whole take of the of the day. Yeah. So I I mean I think it's totally possible especially if they throw in uh Vester v- that, but they're not doing that. So actually, <laughs> I actually wanted to bring in Pranogo cuz has actually been casting uh European develop is it EDC?
5: It so, is EDC European Development yeah. Championship.
0: Electric Daisy Carnival. Yeah. So yeah. you've been casting that <laughs> rave and uh but but basically like Pronogo actually has some insight on this one. So what what do you know about Astralis' seventh player?
5: Well, I know that he was probably not even top three on that roster, to be frank. <laughs> okay. So that's what makes me think, like Xyphon really turned my head on that roster. He was basically their hard carry player and the only reason they got any rounds at all for the most part of their, even their own map pick. So they definitely looked like maybe it was just an off game when I happened to cast them. Obviously it's only a sample size of one, but having done a little bit of prep as well, it's very clear that Vester himself was a primary op, and he. I'm not really convinced that he necessarily will be able to adapt like what yu was essentially forced to do when he was brought on to start playing rifles and realistically speaking you have plenty of riflers on astralis already it must be a role thing the only reason they would bring him on aside from as you meant referenced before we got started maui the idea that maybe he's just keeping uh bubski company on the bench aside from that <laughs> then the only reason to bring him on is because you think you need an opera and why would you need an opera when you have device so it's a lot of question marks for me
2: yeah uh, to I me think- just, just trying to legitimize their astralis talent program by just yeah. Um, acting like he's <laughs> helping like with the yeah. team. I, I mean even in about.
4: their even in their announcement, they said that they're not even gonna, they're probably not gonna use him. So it seems like they're just trying to get him like to listen in on their comms a little bit, maybe like get an idea of how they play and add to his own game. That would be my guess in terms of, of what they're trying to do with this, because if yeah. they're just gonna add him to the roster and then say even in the announcement that they're not gonna use him, it's like <laughs> what, what is the point here? It's like, like bring your yeah, kid but to that's work their yeah. goal.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not bring the whole kids though? Yeah. Bring all his friends. Like, if you're gonna do something <laughs> like that, then actually bring the whole team up. You know, if that's what the goal is to learn from the best, like learn from the proper roster. I just don't get the the angle of only bringing one. And it does seem a little suspicious that he's a primary op, but not it's, the best player on the team. Yeah. So, like again, you know, why why does he get the call up in that sense? You know, what just
0: I, mean? I guess they just are maybe thinking device is gonna take a break. Like it would be convenient if device took like yeah. a tournament off and they use this guy. I, I think that's the only I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But like, why would you ever take device out of the team? Because he's so frequently the the reason they win games. So, yeah, I hey, do um, put the pre on the op. Yeah, I mean, pre on the op wasn't even bad. It was good. So I like it. <laughs> I think it would be probably better than a tier two opera. So or whatever tier you consider a straw's talent. If Dupree goes up, then then surely Bubsky gets in
3: before yeah, this new awesome.
1: guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's surely this, sure. this is how he gets in, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, is that what it's going to take,
2: man? So like, then, poor guy,
4: to... poor guy isn't even playing on Nuke anymore. So that's
3: <laughs> um, even assuming
2: any of them take a break, which doesn't even seem that likely at the moment, considering like we just got into like the new season, right? It's yeah. A timing, and yeah, for people
0: that didn't see the uh, the game that happened today, Australis Mouseports, uh, Zipniks played. And he dropped 180R. So, like, <laughs> like that's <a> win. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, Bubsky, but it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a pretty cold bench.
4: Over. It's almost like I'm he's sure. a good player on Nuke. Yeah. Almost. Who, Who would have thought?
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to uh you know a team that's seen Astralis a lot over the years, Liquid. They had a pretty pretty rough time at blast, I'd say their group. I watched the I really enjoyed watching the phase games where, you know, twist versus liquid. I feel like the narrative was just beautiful for that. And twist even played re- uh quite well in a couple of those games. So uh, scrawny, what'd you, what do you see though from liquid or like, what are you seeing from them? That's like, that's not getting them over the line. Why are they sure. not even getting top two in their group against a phase um, team that doesn't have an IGL?
1: Yeah, uh, that's, dude. I don't know. I think, I think this result kind of exists in like a little microcosm. Um, I think like the first game when we had the liquid phase match, right? Like there's mm-hmm. two, there's two anomalies in that series. One twist just left your team. He's got every strat, every yeah. possible strat you, you have man. And I think that's the result of nuke. The reason that game was a 16 one is because every single time liquid tried to do something phase did the perfect answer, Yet, man, was every single out. time. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think they got wrecked there. I think the game plan from phase was way too well aware, uh, you know, after that match, uh, phase came on and they had an interview, and they said, like, yeah, we've been working with our new uh, with our new poyer in terms of preparation for this yeah. one. So it's <laughs> like, you've got Kerrigan on the sideline writing books about how to beat Liquid,
2: and you've got the guy who probably photocopied everything he could before he left, right? <laughs> so, it's like, a like mix
3: Liquid, yeah, uh, I mean,
2: for, for phase, because it's like one, they have they still have, like Kerrigan just like helping and preparing them like for these matches, but also it's like you're still playing with Olaf, who's like probably just gonna fuck off after. So it's like, dude, you have like no yeah. pressure. That's the second anomaly. anomaly. Yeah, it's like, it's you don't have any pressure. It's like if you lose, it's not going to matter. You're, you're playing with Olaf still, so it's like, it's like a pretty good combination to like get a couple up, like get a couple series wins, even if you're not playing. Maybe your full team at the moment. Dude, Olaf hasn't played like that. For so and, and, and since he's been called back as
1: a stand in, th- we've never gotten that performance. And then and then he he's not only like the reason that they win dust two in the first time they played Liquid, followed by just like the perfect clinical performance. But then when we go to the second best of three, where like I thought Liquid maybe were gonna get their revenge, like Nuke looked way better. They actually got into overtime, so it just took like a couple of days of adjustments. And you go from a 16 1 to an overtime win. Yeah, so stark contrast. But even in that series, you've got Olaf Meister with an MVP performance. Yes. Like uh, it's it's so I think I think Liquid were just the victim of of Olaf. Um, And, you know, you look at FaZe and you consider like their play versus Navi, which was like the series of the entire event, in my opinion, like that's when you realize like FaZe is the real deal, even without Kerrigan, like individually, dude, that week they looked so good every single player that I think they're simply the better team. Liquid didn't match up in terms of firepower, bro.
4: It's just how the how the tables turn when FaZe get to be the one sitting at home drinking Coke with no pressure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of uh of Olaf, I, I do want to bring up the fact that he it so Cold Zero brought up the fact that Olaf wants to retire. He just straight up revealed that, which I felt was like a very weird move, because you should let a guy announce his own retirement if he wants to. Second thing though is that Olaf kind of said that maybe I'm not gonna retire. Do you guys think that I, I'll, I'll just I'll just give my opinion. I feel like he said that because he played well. He basically played really yeah, well sure. and was like, "Wait a second, yeah. maybe I can keep going, yeah. guys." Uh, and he was probably already considering other options, but yeah, he's I, probably yeah. He, pl- he like played well
2: for once. He's like, "Dude, this is a lot of fucking fun." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's fun to win. It's yeah. fun to own. It'll never not be fun to just play I the game just, well. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I still just want to see him on like another Swedish team before he retires or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and this is something I was going to
0: save for later, but, like, where do you guys think he could go? Like, what what's the future for Olaf? If, if he were, if he were to, let's not, I mean, maybe he could do streaming, maybe he could do some, you know, general like, manager role or something like that, but if he were, sure. just were to join a team, like, what what does that roster look like in your eyes? If you built the roster for him? I, I wouldn't mean, build a roster around him. Yeah, or, I mean, I'd like, like, so uh, like in a like, you know, fabled you know? world, like, would it be like a fifth top 15 team? Would it be a top 20 team? Like, where do you think an Olaf caliber player belongs in C- the CS:GO space right now.
4: I feel like he would go back to the Swedish team if anything. Like, I don't think he would stay uh, on an international lineup for the last team of his career. I feel mm-hmm. like if he was to retire on a t- on a team, he'd go for something like a like a Dignitas or an NIP. Right or there. A oh, dig. It, dig
3: dig. Got- dig. Yeah. G- yeah. Give it to us let Boris
1: Freiburg and Olaf play together, and and that three man right there, right, is like let's just that's just fun to watch so you could like cheer for him because let's be real, I don't think he's going to win again like I, like you said man like he's going out on a huge performance that'd be the perfect place to end if he just stopped right now it would actually be the best spot so that he doesn't have to go get you know battered in the top 30 um and but if he wants to continue competing then I think Dignitas is the team you hey Dignitas
0: dad. are 30th watch your mouth they are <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but uh I, I agree. I think that Dig would be a super sweet spot for him to end up on. And I, I would probably have to swap out Hari lately because in the Dig games that I've seen, I've liked Heap a lot because he seems like a young up and coming talent. Um, He's pretty cerebral at times. Yeah, but thought
2: is like supposed to be like the IGL or something, but
3: apparently no Freiberg's IGL. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Now I'm, so then I was just kind of confused to be honest because he hasn't really been playing that well. Hari's supposed to thought- be like a hard entry, but he hasn't been
0: doing all that. Yeah, I feel like the game is more deep than just hard entry all the time you know so i would put all off there okay uh let's bring it back to some of the other teams so astralis we i guess we already touched on them how about, how about uh how about g2 let's get a let's just get our you know let's get a gauge of where do we think g2 is is this team do we think like scrawny kind of said are they in a free fall maybe or are they You know, are they just still putting things together? Like, I I, this team is such an enigma for me. I feel like they're
4: struggling just because Kenny S has had like a pretty poor run of form recently. Like he's he's been really Mm -hmm. up and down for them. But I think I don't know. I feel like in terms of their overall level, they're not bad, but they just need to actually have Kenny be consistent to actually continue posting results against good teams. Like when you don't have a consistent Oper and you have Kenny in the sort of role that he does, you're just Not going to be able to consistently beat the sort of teams that are at the top level.
2: If I'm G2, like, I don't know. I'm probably just still not going to really mess with anything until you can play with this roster on LAN. Um, I don't know. To me, I don't have any, like, maybe (laughs) valid reason for this. They just seem like a team that'll perform much better on LAN to me. Um, Hmm. I think that's where, like, a lot of that, like, star power um, that they currently have, Um, some of the players would really shine obviously nico's playing out of his mind still um because he's nico but i don't know besides that like because it's like I, I feel like it'd be too early to like really change anything i don't really know what you change really and like yeah. for who unless you are able to just get fucking zybu or something um but like aside from that like i'd probably just stick it out and probably just keep playing with this roster keep trying to figure it things out keep hoping lands come back somewhat soon <laughs> So your team can actually get a shot at playing land. Cause I think that is I do generally think G2 will be better on land.
1: It's not the end of this five man, but like I'm what like if we take that approach and we just give them more time, which I think is kind of yeah, uh, dude, it's I hate that I hate that concept of like, well, they just need a bit more time. It's like, dude, they look fantastic the moment he join, and as time's yeah. gone on, they've gotten worse. Like, <laughs> no, let's <laughs> let's rewind somehow. Like uh, but Kenny S is a valid criticism, you know, he also like, like Z, dropped a career worst performance at the blast spring groups. Um, and, uh, so, I mean, that's, that's definitely a talking point. Right. But like, I don't think you're going to cut Kenny should not worth it. Like, it's just crazy to me that they spend this money on Nico. They bring him into the team and then it somehow like, isn't an instant upgrade. Um, it's like, you know, it, it worries me that like, what is he doing to teams? Uh, you know, they don't look that different. Um, nobody on the team's coming out of there, you know, they're nobody's coming out and saying it's an ego issue or like there's personal problems or anything like that. But I don't know, man. Kenny hasn't played the same without Jax. Um, I don't know if that's what helped him in the online era,
2: yeah. Kenny's definitely who I look to, but I, at the same time, it's like, who do you cut? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just I mean, I mean, that you cut Kenny, um, but like if you were to do that, say, like, okay, yeah. we need a better offer, it's like, well, who the Find fuck? One. Do you yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what I'm just worried is, like, if you give them more time,
1: then you're going to get this, like, festering problem of all of the hard periods that are going on right now. You can only, with those, with those five, I feel like with, with the players on that team, you can only lose badly. Yeah. For so like long, long before you're never coming back, yeah. uh, regardless of land. So, like, for G2's sake, dude, I'm right there with you, man. I, I hope, I hope they get to lands fast because uh, I, I don't think like, like, this is a ticking
2: time mean, bomb of a team, man, with a big they price tag. don't necessarily type. need to, like, fucking, like, just hit, like, top three, you know, like, banging form online. Like, sure. They definitely need to show, like, yeah, they need to show something. Like, they need to show that, like, there is, like, real potential here still here and, like, you know, these difficulties are going to be, like, worth work- working through. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think G2 looked best last year when I felt like their play style was more rigid and structured. And I feel like right now they're playing in a way that's almost like a little bit too free flowing, which I don't really like. And I don't really think Nexa calls a very good like mid round based off of defaults. Honestly, I think I think if he just knows what the play is out of spawn, they play a lot better. So I actually would kind of like try to play a less loose style. Personally, I think that that's hurting them a lot right now because I think if they just grind demos again and just steal a shitload of execs or something from old Hunden teams or some just shit like that, just like take the guesswork out of the IGLing because I don't think right now they're their mid rounding only looks good when it's like. Some some fucking some crazy late round situation like a two v four or something, and you know those two players are just playing off of instinct at that point. So I'm I'm worried that
1: their mid rounding is like a bit of a tug of war between him and Nico. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, their I'm curious
1: is- to like yeah. how the mid round dynamics have changed since Nico joined, and like, but that's also me just kind of like you know, I don't want Nico to fail like absolutely not like i think this this team like when it happened was like dude this could take over counter-strike and then we saw their first <laughs> event and yeah. it felt like that was gonna happen dude it was it was like it's a glorious coming together of, of firepower bro but but now it's like man is he is is another team gonna tank after nico shows up right i don't know i don't want that to happen but like again like those mid-round moments i think you're spot on dude those those are where my biggest question marks lie like uh yeah And also, like the form of Hunter and Nexa as well, right? Like, I think Hunter made a lot of sacrifices to include Nico, and I don't see it paying off yet, obviously.
0: If I were Nexa, I would do one thing where I would also like try, I would try to incorporate Kenny S in a way where Kenny S doesn't know he's the focal point of a round, which seems like really (laughs) weird, but I want to like trick Kenny S that he's good again. And I'll be like, Kenny, go for this pick. It's almost like I'll tell him as little as possible. I'll be like, Kenny, I'm going to set you up with a smoke and a flash and we're going to have a guy covering your side over here. So you just need to worry about this one thing, but I'm going to like. Give it to him in as like as brief of a description as possible so that he just gets going. Like I need him to think he's good by his own merit, even though we're setting him up. Because I need this guy to have confidence because he just played Spirit today and Kenny S was bottom fracking the whole server. He had mm-hmm. 43 ADR, 38 kills, 53 deaths. I mean, it was not a good showing for him. And I think there's just a swarm, a storm of things that are happening that's just bad for G2. And um, unless anybody else has anything, I, I want to move on. So,
3: uh,
4: well, let's just say eventually, if if you do have to replace Kenny S, which I don't think that they have to do right now, but who would you look to? I'm thinking, like, honestly, imagine OC on this team. Oh
2: my god, <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> it, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this
0: is the, the NA pod coming out right now.
2: <laughs> I would, I would, that's fine. You can just see like a swap. So, took me five seconds to remember go. who you were talking about, dude. Kenny S goes to X Assault. OC oh, right. overclock? Like what? what? Oh. Yeah. Oh, OC. Shit. So now we got Kenny S playing with JT Fang. Yeah. Please no. It'd be kind of fun just to randomly see Kenny S just like tearing <laughs> up North American MDL. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I think OC's. Uh, okay. OC has been shredding NA lately. But that's such a that is just no.
2: He mind. was shredding. No, trust me. OC could definitely play on a top team. OC was I shredding before. So like I, we were playing, we were still playing good teams. Okay. As, okay. As question: off, at the old C9 yeah. lineup, OC progressively became the best player on the team over Floppy.
0: Yeah, I, I actually can, I can agree with that. I think by the tail end, it was kind of a neck and neck for me. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily... I mean, you were closer on the team, so you, you would have seen it better. But I, when I was watching, I kind of was like, oh my god, is is this like a OC one, two with floppy? or like, who's, who's actually on top. But I, I actually want to put, throw this question out there that, um, I was thinking about it lately. Is OC the best NA grown opera right now?
2: I mean, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Who the fuck else is there? <laughs> what about, yeah, junior? that's exactly my point. I don't think there's anybody uh, else. I bet OC over junior.
4: I, mm-hmm. I i really like junior but
2: yeah, I think have a chance a before he does actually though which is funny because obviously junior on fury is going to be playing against actually you know european teams and shit so he'll have his chance to like make his name uh make his name though and kind of like take over that spot from oc at the moment though i'd probably still put oc above him
1: mm. i think my i mean as okay as somebody who doesn't have their like finger on the pulse of na as much i think like you know we saw i remember like I remember like DreamHack Leipzig, I want to say twenty twenty, the start of the year, like when Cloud9 was like they had their little land chance. I think it was actually it was Leipzig into Katowice. Um you mm-hmm. know, OC had his run, right? At, at top one at like tier
2: one at, at EU play.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't
2: That's there cool. then. OC back then, um, just we did the improvement of OC from like when I first joined ATK in like November of like twenty nineteen. And yeah. so like from that time period, like to like that time before Katowice and stuff like, that OC compared to, like, OC now and, like, towards the end of the team is literally just, like, a completely different player. Like, the amount of confidence that he gained, like, the amount that, like, he grew in terms of, like, his oping, his, like, aggressiveness, his assertiveness and things like that literally just became, like, a completely different player. Like, he turned into, like, a literal support opera that was scared to, like, do anything that literally had, like, entry rates at some events of, like, 10% to being, like, often, like, the main focal point of the round and, you know, taking initiative and things like that, so... Yeah, he said the same
4: thing when I interviewed him. Like, he'd lost a lot of confidence at some point, and it it was, like, a big thing where he actually got it back over time. Yeah.
1: One of those situations where, like, you know, he had promise, man. And Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, like... From from an international level, then it's it's sort of like like, let's hope that he came back, farm some NA. And now if he gets another run, because it's like there's no doubt Jun- Junior's going on that run now, right? I yeah. think that's that's what's mm-hmm. gonna cement this yep. comparison. Is it's like, well, if Junior doesn't find impact the same way OC did, and then Junior starts to lose confidence and like all right, let's slot OC back in and hope he gets out of here. But um, you know, those those chances right now are kind of far and few between,
0: right? That's what's scary. Yeah. So I- I think Junior on Furia right now is just going to be. It's just going to be so rough to try to fit into that Dude, kind of
2: theme. It's going to be rough at the start. At least, yeah, yeah.
0: they at haven't played so yet, but they're going to play against NIP as their first game. I feel like that's just going to be so awkward. Like it's be rough for team- Furia too, man. Like I'm yeah. more worried about
1: Junior, but like yeah. this, this, you know, he's, there's no way his Portuguese is that good. Right. And (laughs) so it's, it's, (laughs) I don't know, there's no way he's catching up. So they've got to speak English, man. Like that's the last team I thought we were going to see include somebody English. It's so weird. It's so (laughs)
4: weird. So I have a feature coming out on junior. So I have a bit of insight on this actually. In fact, the feature should be coming out like in the next hour or so. Um, But essentially he's been practicing with them from North America for the last like two weeks or so. And mm-hmm. playing with 120 ping and he's like dude I've been shitting on people in Europe with 120 ping from here but also I asked him about the comms and he said that well first of all like Gary their coach said that the entire point behind adding junior to their roster was that they wanted to become an international roster like aside oh. from adding yeah aside from adding junior just to be English speaking they want to transition to being able to be an international roster and pick up other other players as well. Wow! So it's like more of like an overall game plan that's long term for them, which I act, I actually appreciate that because it's not just like a you won't see these players like reverting to to speaking in Portuguese uh, just because they can, sure. um, which I, I honestly personally am a, I'm a fan of that approach to it. Uh, he said the communication is hectic, but that's just FURIA. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. so that'll be, it'll be interesting to see them play. I think you guys are right, though. you'll They'll definitely have, like, a, a growing pains period. There's the gotta three. be, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'd be so shocked if that team doesn't have issues at the start. Like, that'd be, I, I you know, that to me... Yeah, I like is, the move. I just, that, like,
2: they, I just hope that, they, like, they anticipated, like, the very likely possibility of having growing pains when, when doing yeah. it. Which I assume yeah. they did. So yeah. I assume yeah. that, like,
0: i i just i feel like they're screwed for this event i mean their first bo3 like i said against nip i think they're just gonna lose that and then they play the loser between navi and vp like they're just this is an o2 for me i don't i don't see them winning either of these i guess maybe they would beat nip but they're not beating vp or navi for my money i just think junior's gonna smoke jane (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, so you think vp is losing to navi okay yeah that's where you're wrong it's it's he's gonna be up against simple and trust me it's not it's not gonna in that case later (laughs) (laughs) jr all right yeah okay um yeah let's just move all in to the iem play in here so this just concluded uh in the last couple of days there, the teams that made it through were Spirit, Gambit, NIP, Liquid, OG, VP, mouse and Big. Uh, any? Big... Play
2: that event? What? It's crazy. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. You guys didn't quite make it though. Um, just a few rounds away on oh. this. Too. Oh, that's
2: crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, well, any big surprises for you guys about who made it through this? I would say, yeah. Right, just someone else take it. Yeah.
4: Um. I mean the fact that Spirit went through undefeated was a little bit I, I thought that they had good potential to make it through. I just didn't think they'd
2: go through without dropping a map. Like that yeah. was that was I pretty
0: big to I
2: was so stoked yeah. to play Spirit. Another Russian team. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that's all we play. We come to Europe and we play Russians and Brazilians. That's that's life.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one for you guys. I feel like I feel like spirit I think the biggest surprise for me was probably not seeing uh um, fanatic, right? Was Wiz, no Wisla Krakow. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, probably probably fanatic or or complexity. Yeah. Complexity for me actually. So yeah, I
1: chalk sure tra- I chalk it up to being like um I mean fanatic F- is definitely the biggest disappointment yeah um like mm-hmm. that's i mean that's that's quite a shock that they went out the way they did right 69 versus og It's not many teams that get stomped by og like that <laughs> and <laughs> that and happen. then eliminated by mibr who we just saw in in like yeah you know, in blast like kind of powering up a little bit but nothing to tell us like they were gonna wow. that they were yeah. gonna get beat so i think Fnatic is like the biggest biggest upset hands down um cool that's like so if we had to label one a shocker then it's definitely fanatic after that there's complexity yeah um but i think and i hate doing this but i i'm going to i'm going to say that if they were playing anybody there's two other matches in those in that last round that i think um i think if complexity has a different opponent they get through right so they lose to mouse sports
0: close game in the middle close second map dude the Uh, well they collapsed on dust too they were up 15 to 8 and then and they then just, just lost team. everything. They literally yep. lost the whole game. But I think like, they're also
4: up like 9-1 in the first half or something. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were so. just
0: dominating them. It was it was like a mental thing. But for put me. complexity against what are the other games? The two games that
1: like I put a flag on are OG versus Cloud9, VP versus Renegades. I don't personally put a lot of stock in VP. I think you put Cole against any of those four teams, complexity make it to the event.
0: I think they lose to VP. But I think they beat every other team, actually. OG, Cloud9, and Renegades, right?
1: You can no, agree on that?
2: Complexity. I don't lose to Complexity.
0: You don't lose to Cole? <laughs>
1: I you mean, don't. let's
2: think about it. Katovice qualifier last year with the old C9 beat them. Mm. I mean, we played them recently. We beat them again, you know?
0: I think they would beat MIBR, yeah, yeah, too, though. Complexity. I beat
2: Complexity, is what I'm saying.
0: You, you're, you are the uh Who Mortal else do you guys army? beat?
3: Uh, that's it it's a short list. It's
2: a short list. <laughs> 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 uh, It'd be envy. At least the old roster. That right. <laughs> so oh. that, was my, that was my greatest satisfaction. Okay. To be, okay. To be um, nifty, yeah. Nifty and like, yeah.
0: You put nifty in the dirt. You actually sent nifty to uh, free agency. <laughs> so, um, I, I think the plan, dude. Like,
1: if if you had to give it like a title, dude, I think I think like the overall success of the CIS region um, at the plan is really cool. Like, you got like the the three teams. Like, I think, like, the three teams you kind of put, like, an asterisk next to, it, it's, it's, to me, it's, like, Gambit, Spirit, and Virtus Pro. Like, yes, three of the teams uh, that I would say took the spots away from, let's say, Fnatic, Complexity, and if I had to choose another team that, like, I put on the fringe there, it would be, like, Cloud9, Renegades, MIBR. Like, that's who I could have seen getting through if it
2: wasn't for those three CIS teams. I don't so, want to sound salty, right? but... VP I think will still be good on LAN. Spirit, I think, will be good on LAN, but I think the way they play, just from like having to prepare for them and shit, I don't think they'll be as good on LAN. Um, maybe at least at first. I think that style will be a lot harder to translate over to LAN, just just from watching like how they play and just um, especially like yeah. people like, her, like it's a lot harder to play off of shit like that, I think, uh at LAN, where like is is kind of doing his own thing. They don't really have a set plan in like any of the rounds it's like pretty much the same thing on their ct rounds their t side rounds are pretty like one like mer just lurking and the rest just doing something else well i think one important
0: thing to note is that degster has 11 maps on lan this guy, dude has never played on lan essentially yeah so like i think and he's hard carrying them in a lot of games for me i think mir and him are basically the one two punch for spirit to open up a lot of rounds and if if mirror Mir can play on land because he's played at majors but Dexter has never like he plays in a way that's just so cool calm and collected that if he has nerves you know because he's at an event or something like that and they he falters if he drops 10
2: percent in performance spirit
0: don't win a lot of these close games that they have been playing so i think
2: that's totally consistent to to on, on land i think with with how they play like don't get me wrong i think they'll still be good i don't know obviously i don't know exactly how good they can be and they can obviously grow past that shit and you know figure out how to play online and stuff but mm-hmm. they're a team for me that i kind of look out for it to see if you know how they would do uh in a different environment
3: yeah
0: all right any any last notes here about the plan i think i think we're i think we're good on that all right let's move to the patreon questions here so we've got a handful of patreon questions and uh Forgot to plug it at the beginning, but be sure if you guys are really enjoying the content to subscribe to the Patreon, get on there. If you guys donate, I think a minimum of $5, you can ask questions for these pods. I think you get two a month. So just, just do it. You know, if you want it, if you want us to talk about something, if you want our guests to talk about something, get them
4: in, do it. Alex, you forgot to plug the Patreon. never happened before. Oh God. It literally has never happened
0: in the history of this podcast that I forgot to plug anything. So, um, the first one is a real... This one's a toughie by Essential Worker. And the question is, what's the best way to open a banana? Uh, I,
3: prefer,
2: I prefer, like, a smoke top banana. And I'm like, I usually, with my team, <laughs> I usually prefer to, like, smoke it and then, like, Molly behind it. And then yeah. you have to add the window flash every time because if you want a fake banana and go away... Like, I always have to tell that I just know that teams don't window flash. All right, all
0: right. No, no. What's your... What, how do you open a banana? How do you open, it? How do you open
4: a banana? We
0: got, we got
2: the procedures. We got the C9 protocols
0: down.
4: <laughs> yeah, we needed somebody with the nerdy Inferno answer, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's obviously, like, the regular way to open a banana, which is, like, the people do it from the top. But, you know, you can crack it in half. Which is like <laughs> the prime way to open a banana. What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> you test your strength. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you crack it in half, and then you have two perfectly halved bananas, and then right. you can peel it from either side. You
0: know, call that a banana split, baby. <laughs>
1: oh. So I think the actual proper way to open a banana is is from the from the side that doesn't have the stem, right? Yeah. Like I always use the stem as like the jackknife, yeah. but. Apparently that's supposed to be on the bottom and you you peel from the top, right? Yeah, By so, top I mean like the stubby end.
0: Yeah, so I I do it the the way that monkeys do it, which is you pinch the the end of the banana and then it just yeah. peels it peels open on its own. It's just super efficient. It's like it's like nature made it that way on purpose or something yeah, crazy okay. like that. So, yeah.
1: This question <laughs> I, was a curveball. I was like how do you answer us cuz obviously, you know, the question so the question's so obvious. Like I, sh- I actually struggled to figure out other other questions. Has anybody ever ever opened it with their teeth? like is
2: that is that ridiculous can you imagine I mean, I opening a banana it. with no, your teeth like it's like imagine someone like staring at you from across the room with like a banana in their hand right and they yeah. haven't opened it yet and they just like bring out a knife and you know that's like <laughs> they would eat a banana but they don't peel it first they just cut it off and they just eat it
5: you're like staring at you just fucking does anybody else that,
1: eat the skin of the banana
5: <laughs> yeah. from that point on, you're just you fucking fear i that. guess i'm the only one <laughs> it must be in the whole world
4: and I'm telling you, you're saying that you had to think about this question, but I'm telling you, the prime way is cracking it in half.
5: Because
4: that's in half. the way nobody else does it. it I don't think I'd like be able to angry. do
1: it clean enough. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be smashed. It just yeah, it just, it'd mush.
4: Clean. It sounds like you're not opening it right. right? If, it's <laughs> a, <laughs>
0: if it's too ripe and you do that, it would just turn to mush. But if it's a raw, like if it's a little green on the outside, you it can snap pretty well actually. But then you have like fibrous material from the the skin. Okay, are right, you guys like,
5: great bananas?
2: Fruit <laughs> is it like a top three fruit for you.
0: Top one, uh, uh, it's a fruit I can actually eat every single day. Yeah. But the thing about bananas is, I will never eat more than one. Like if uh, it, it takes a psychopath to say I'm gonna eat three <clears throat> bananas right now. Like who the fuck? Yeah, does that? yeah, yeah. You no, know, like sure. it's not. It's just not that kind of snack. Whereas grapes, I can just eat a shitload of grapes. Like
2: you know, like, it's somewhere behind eating? strawberries and blueberries.
4: Coincidentally, yeah, we just lost Essential Worker as a patron because he eats four bananas a day. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, he's
0: upgrading his Patreon sponsorship now because of this, how we were so thorough with this. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one. You talk a lot about the talent in the Russian and CIS region. Um, and this is by Jiggly Puffing, by the way. So thank you for submitting the question. If you were to make a roster that couldn't contain simple or electronic of only CIS players, who would it be? Scrawny, who would who would you go with? Who would you go all right, man. I put a little
1: thought into this one. So uh IGL mm-hmm. Boomich. I'm keeping Ooh. Boomich from Navi. All right. I think he's got uh, he's got actual firepower potential. Uh and and um yeah, so you, you need an IGL. I'm going with Boomich. I'm keeping that one guy from Navi. Then I'm taking some Die young off of Spirit.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm taking Yakinder off of Virtus Pro. Mm. All right. Stick I a like couple you. rifles in their hands. Now you need you an Opper. Like you need an opera. Who do you opt with, bro? I'm putting all my money on Shiro, um, oh. Shiro of Gambit, alongside Hobbit as the fifth player. So
5: That's I'm going to go through lineup.
1: this roster, right? Boomich, some
0: die young, Yakinder, Shiro, Hobbit. That's really good. That's a really strong lineup. Pretty pretty actually, lineup. that would that would be a top ten team, probably in the. I would think that would be like ninth in the world, eighth maybe. What do you guys think? Where would you rate that?
5: Probably. Hmm. I would only change every player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.
0: Okay, no, no, what's your team?
3: Uh
4: they're called Virtus Pro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, one. if you actually want like a genuine team, then I would take I think Boomich as well. Um Oh, uh, well actually no, I would say I'd take I'd actually just take Jame and your Kinder as as a duo. Uh, and then I'd tack on uh I would attack on um, Chopper and I yeah, think... that's another IGL then. Sorry, I was hiding. why <laughs> you, you were correct. Uh, I would attack on Myrrh and uh, Young. That Young.
0: Mm. Okay. Alright, Mix. What's your what's your CIS super, almost super team, super team?
2: Alright, we'll go something different, alright? We're going to start with Jame and Yakindar, but Jame's not going to op. Just gonna Let's start op. with something different, exactly the same way that no, but I just <laughs> <saying, laughs>
3: started. <laughs> sure
2: uh, backup, okay our offer <laughs> instead is gonna be shiro okay oh. we're, gonna deadly, we're gonna have a deadly ct side op duo Yekandar, you know fucking doing yakindar things yes um yes he does outside of that i actually like the hobbit pick as one of my like role players yeah so i'm gonna go with that and then from there like i don't know you know another fucking rifle right so um probably someday young probably yeah who i would go with Damn, you guys rate Sundayong really high. Actually, no, 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 um, no, I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to go with Buster. So I'm going to go with Hobbit. That's a Buster. good one. Oh, oh, Buster. Is good. That's, a,
0: that's a really good pick. I, I like that you did that. Um, okay. Okay. My lineup would be the IGL, would be. God, it's so it's so rough, honestly. Because yeah. honestly, I think James put the op out of his I, I think James is the best IGL in the CIS region, but I don't want him to op because there's so many other good oppers in CIS. Agree
2: with that, Scrawny? Who's better? Please tell me who is better because it's, um, it's, it's not better than him. It's not Boomich. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: no, Boomich is not calling better than James. James is calling yeah. better in yeah. my eyes. Like James is doing more with a little bit less. Not that VP is bad, but he's doing more with less in my eyes. Like I think Boomich has a harder job. I, just I, like think, how- I think, I think Boomich is,
1: that's, Boomich is fucking, Boomich is managing fireworks. Uh, like, like, I think that's why, like, his job's so difficult, dude, is just because of, like, the pieces he's working with. Mm. Uh, I think if you give Boomich, put Boomich with, with four other people who, like, are, who, where he's going to have authority over them, and I think, I think that there's more of an argument, you know, maybe, J- mm. Jame's is a good IGL, I'll give him that, man. I just, I don't know, I got something against James. Nothing personal, I just, I just fucking saves too much. Yeah. Um,
5: all those highlight rounds, you could have casted if you say the he's far. I
1: just can't, man. So, you know, okay, that's me underrated, Jane. I'll 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 admit to that one, man. But I do think Boomich has a lot of potential. But I okay. also talked to the guy who sits on the team speak for, for for Navi's comms. Uh we have a Russian speaker at Blast that's uh I mean, holy shit, I'm not trying to get anybody fired, but like he's uh you know, he, he somebody who, who hears what they're what, what they're going on, like what's going on in game. Uh, is kind of like is, is kind of touting Boomich as, as really trying to do his best to hold that shit together, um, and says he deserves more credit. So I'm gonna go out
0: on a limb and try to give him that. Mm, okay. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deeper just for fun. Uh, without doing Navi or VP players, and so I'm gonna pick actually. Uh, I'm gonna pick Jerry from Forza. Yeah. I'm gonna pick. Uh, definitely Dexter from Spirit. And then my other three are going to be, um, I'll do mirror as my aggressive rifler. I'll do Axile as my second in rifler. And then my support rifler will be, uh, you could, you could put Hobbit there. I think there's a good, Hobbit, uh, man. yeah, I think, I think it Hobbit. might have to be Hobbit. So I would put Hobbit if I wanted I to, be, to be, be a hipster, I would put magics. But no, I'm, not put, yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I, I was
1: these. surprised. Magics wasn't like Magics wasn't as picked as in this conversation. But you know, I, I looked at eh, in the last four years of HLTV top twenty, the only two players from the CIS, or excuse me, the only player from the CIS region other than Electronic and Simple is Hobbit in 2017. Yeah, uh, I was like, I was kind of surprised looking back. I was like, damn, nobody else has ever actually made that cut. So did Adren, Adren not make it? Adren made it in the same year as sorry, I think Adren made it in the same year as Hobbit okay um yeah but it was the two of them when when they obviously had that major run so yeah yeah uh, but magix man, Mag, magix is i think magix with a couple more years dude um, yeah and yeah. just having to like interview him sometimes and like and like uh work with him in like content and stuff like he's just he's just really young and he's working in a second language so maybe i'm not maybe my opinion of magix isn't as informed if, as if i was from the cis region but um he has fucking real
2: potential Big time. Yeah, he's pretty I mean, good. He actually could slot in for like Buster or like Hobbit on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like anchor. He does a really good job with that. Magix is like
0: Spirits Valde in my eyes. He's just like a super solid rifler that it, even in transition periods and around, he can still just take people out when you kind of think like, oh, is he gonna get caught right here? But he's like always aware enough that he doesn't he doesn't get caught. So it's really like you just kind of know he's gonna be a really steady. Uh, force on the team but that was a that was a good that was a thorough answer for this question i mean so we'll,
4: on on a side note though if we're pushing to like development in a few years um Monzi or Mo- monzi on on navi jr is also definitely a shout
3: who the f
4: He's like the 15 year old like nutter dude i'm
0: uh i'm looking at his picture he's like tilting on hltv and he's like tilting his head sideways his name and he's like He'll, yeah, I don't. I've never seen this guy.
4: He's okay. he's he's touted as like a pretty good upcoming talent in in the CIS region. He's just you know, pat, like I'm pretty sure Navi would have actually taken him as their sixth, but he's actually underage for mm. a lot of the roster logs, so he's still 15. Uh, mm. so I'm pretty sure they would have used him if they could have instead of Bit. You, you know, know Navi and ha-
0: young man. You know how Navi have a Navi youth team and a Navi junior team. This team has. <laughs> Like, they're so deep. It's just such a deep org. But uh, I actually want to give a shout out really quickly to if people don't really follow CIS stuff, Elian on Windstrike is disgustingly good, also. He is like another upcoming opera who's yeah. just really fast. Uh, I don't think he's as smart as Degster is in terms of game sense, but he makes up for it because his shots are just really freaking good.
2: I'm just going to build like this is how I'm going to bring NA back, right? Just, just like just start, start importing Russians. About, yeah, just make a team of like three NA players. It doesn't really fucking matter who um and then just <laughs> bring on like two like crazy russians and then like we'll just fucking win probably
0: i think if you just took alien out of Windstrike and you took lollipop 21k out of Namiga and just put three na players they would just smash mdl actually i think that's i think they would just own that'd it. be so much fun it would be really fun to watch actually um okay next question uh this is the last patron question it's by first who has submitted quite a few questions so thank you for your continued patronage he is asking, after how long, if at all, does DMing Deathmatch lose its value? Are there no gains to be had or even detriments from DMing too long?
3: Uh,
2: I mean, it kind of just depends on the person. Like for me, yeah, I agree. in my opinion, I've never really like, like for me, the most important thing is always like, especially when you're coming up and you're still like trying to get to like, you know, top level is just playing the fucking game a lot like whether that's pugs deathmatching, matching like however you're comfortable even like aimbots just getting hours in is like by far just the most important thing to be doing and so i think that like you know not everyone can take just like playing pugs like 12 hours in a row so mm-hmm. you know maybe you play pugs for like eight hours <laughs> which sounds <laughs> really, <laughs> terrible yeah, yeah. but and then you throw in like an hour or two or death match and it can definitely help um I don't know, like, I don't think there's really, like, a right or wrong answer for, like... Obviously, if you're DMing for, like, three hours straight, like, I'm not really sure how much that's going to help you at that point. At that point, I think it's better, at least for me, it maxes out at, like, an hour, hour and a half. and And then you should be putting in more hours into, like, actually playing the game and playing pugs and getting, like, real game experience is a lot more important than just playing deathmatch.
4: Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely diminishing returns behind deathmatch after after an hour as well, yeah. Like, there's there's only so much that you're... Because because basically, when you're deathmatching like that, you're engaging the muscles in your arm the entire time, and it's just, like, it's not necessary to be, like, that dialed in the entire time, and you're just not going to give your arm a break, which doesn't actually help much past, past that certain point. Like, there's so much more that you can do in the game that'll help you build, like, extraneous abilities like surfing kZ will help your movement which will in turn help your aim because you're now just better at lining yourself up for different things yeah so it's like there's there's so much more to the game other than just aiming and death matching that there's only a certain extent to where it will help you and but also like as you said it depends on the player like some players will benefit from only death matching for 10 minutes some players will benefit from only deathmatching for an hour. Unlike mm-hmm. people like Zewu who are inhuman just won't deathmatch. So
2: everything I, I hear know. about Zewu just screams that he's just like some fucking robot. He's a so. cyborg, dude. 100 yeah. yeah. percent
1: Yeah. He's just a cyborg. Uh test tube baby developed by Gaben to take Counter-Strike <laughs> to a new level. Like there's <laughs> just there's no doubt, man. Uh yeah, DM. I mean DM's important. I've I've been on uh, I've been on this uh I this conversation with Launders. Um we were talking about the benefits of KZ and surfing. For your aim, uh, just because it 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 it, uh, it tunes you into your sensitivity incredibly. Like, you know, there's a lot of mouse movement when you're doing KZ and when you're doing surf that uh, just kind of gets like, you know, gets you a little fired up and shit. But like, yeah, I think like the hour, I feel like there's like you said, man, major diminishing returns after an hour. I think it comes down to how much time you're playing. If you're playing eight hours a day, go ahead and DM two. Uh, if you're only playing four hours a day, don't spend half of that on deathmatch. There's there's better ways to spend your time.
0: Yeah. I uh I started scrimming with an MDL team recently and I only I only have like 15 hours in the past two weeks but I'm still like really holding my own in it and I DM for about two I DM for about 10 minutes and then I aim bots for but I aim bots for like 20 minutes I think aim bots is better for me so I think finding your aim routine is just about what you end up finding is just most comfortable so like I. Like aimbots, I feel like I just get more reps in quickly. So I can do, if I do 10 minutes of aimbots versus 10 minutes of DM, you know, in 10 minutes of DM, I'll get, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out a number, like 60 kills maybe. And then in, in 10 minutes of aimbots, I'm already at 1,000 kills. And so I feel like seeing that helps my mouse a lot more. Like I, I, I feel a lot more comfortable after aimbots. All I'm than saying is way.
2: Way. when Twist was on the come up, that dude wasn't grinding deathmatch or aimbots. He was grinding retakes. Retakes are very unlikely. oh
0: twist twist is like one of the players that when I see him in retakes or DM, I'm just afraid. Like I just know <laughs> he's gonna bop me. Like it's just it, he's in DM, especially. If I don't kill in the first two bullets, I will die hundred percent. Yeah, I am yeah, so there's nobody the, I, else in NA that does that to me, even pros, not even other pros do that. Ideal warm-up man, I would do like
1: you do KZ, you do a KZ session into a into an aimbot session, into a pre-fire session. Like mm-hmm. pre-fire is really underrated oh, pre-fire's pretty good too yeah. Yeah. dude it's it's because you know if like the argument against deathmatch is like oh you're not clearing angles properly etc you're just head hunting uh pre-fires is like that's the thing i'll do right before i play a game because yeah. it's the thing that reminds you you know what to clear on an entry crosshair placement so, is more exactly, important than it's, anyway. it's exactly exactly right. and, and kz's chill like you know like i feel like sometimes if you just go right to the aim bots you'll you'll kind of like brainlessly tap at heads. Whereas KZ, it warms up your mechanics on your keyboard and your mouse simultaneously. AimBots gives you like that fine-tuning crispness of your sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And then you do the pre-fires to get like the brain and like the the, the motion ready into, uh, you know, your eight, eight pug a day session. <laughs> do what you gotta do buddy
0: so many pugs
4: i think that's I, a good shout too because like the thing with twist is that it's not just that his aim is nuts his crosshair placement is excellent yeah. and like pre-firing will help that immensely yeah that means fire
0: doesn't think, get talked about enough I, i've seen Twist in dms with like over 300 kills like he yeah. just he'll he'll play a lot so it's There's a chance he can just do whatever he wants and it works <laughs>
1: yeah, <You okay>. know? <laughs> and that too, maybe it doesn't <laughs> matter
3: <laughs>
2: Maybe it's all genetics, guys. I mean, yeah. Right, yeah. No, it's just <laughs> Ziwoo, point in case, you know? Uh,
4: I
3: think the, you know,
2: I, just this is kind of off topic, but like in the case of Ziwoo, it's like this is literally transcends. Like, we'll literally be having, like, I think this happened earlier. We're having like a serious team conversation, like, you know, like actually having like a serious talk. And someone's like, you know, like, I'm not a perfect player. Like, none of us are. No one is. Well, except for Ziwoo. And that's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last
0: piece of info, actually, or insight I can relay is that when I talked to Grimm uh, years ago, because I felt like Grimm was the best aimer in MDL two years ago, three years ago, pretty easily. I asked him about his routine and he said that he would DM for two hours a day every day. And don't think about how many kills you're getting or, any, or even your KD. just think about putting the time into it and putting the, cause putting the time into it is more important than like, cause if you just reach a number, like, or you think about your KD, you're just going to sit in lower tunnels a lot, you know? But if you just spend two hours, you're not going to, you're the time is passing, not based off of your kill feedback or anything like that. Your, your score, it's just like, get in there, get it, get it done, you know? so um let's move on Though, all right that's it for the patreon questions reminder that we you can always submit those if you are a five dollar patron and above so let's move into the news and thank you everybody who did submit those questions of course so i think the biggest piece of news is that kerrigan is back and they have played a single bo3 we have seen phase play their own group actually with olaf which uh I mean, we just talked about that already. But now that Kerrigan's back, they actually lost their opener Bo3 to Liquid. Um, and by the time this is published, I don't think they. Now we'll just publish this right after. So, you know, basically, what do you guys? What do you guys think of this Kerrigan? I mean, okay, no, will is Phase a top five team in three months?
4: I think yes. Probably I. I I hated watching the way Cold was playing in this Liquid match though. Like he was put in such a hard lurk position for a lot of these rounds where he was like his entire team's lower and he's walking out hot and it's like a four versus one. Sorry. On nuke. Yeah, on nuke yeah. and even on even on Mirage, like on pistol round, he's like walking out A ramp, entire team's execing B. I'm just like, you you can use this player so much better than that. So I think given more time they'll definitely be able to do a lot better, especially with cold and like a little bit better, more, more impactful positions. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they can definitely be a top, f- top five team in a, in a couple of months for sure.
2: I, think I, you, that, man. Though, like, I don't think like, you're
1: crazy. I agree like, with that, man.
2: I think they could, but also like at the moment being like a top five team or like a top 10 team or like the best team in the world doesn't have like that much value to me at the moment. Yeah. It's so fucking all over the place um i mean i definitely think they'll be good enough to be like i think i think they'll be good enough at least to be a contender um i don't know where exactly i'd put them and i don't know if they'll exactly be like at least online at the moment like in that like a strawless big navi tier um mm-hmm. i don't have to like quite get to there with this um yeah but i think they'll be like a contender maybe kind of where like around complexity has been at times just better more consistent not like towards the end of last year but you know when they were actually playing well um but probably still a bit better because i think obviously with kerrigan they'll have a much better system going for them
4: i mean here here's my top six in three months okay we have navi we have Mm -hmm. astralis we have vp or vitality we have vp we have liquid and we have phase no particular order
0: where's cloud nine
4: (laughs) Uh, Cloud9 will still only be in complexity in three months.
0: <laughs> oh. good enough for me. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Can I take a shot at that? Can I yeah. give you my six? I'm going to give Do you it. my six, no order. It's going it. to be Navi, Astralis, Vitality, Big,
0: Phase, Complexity. And Liquid. Everybody that works Blast has very low opinions of vp i have noticed
2: maniac and you are both like i mean okay we haven't
1: watched them right like that's that's one of the
2: things vp over i mean puts complexity over vp this guy's crazy hands down man (laughs) you got blame f you got config dude poison's back oh man just wait
1: just wait i think i genuinely think cole's this is cole's year dude i'll be i'll i'm gonna and I'll, i'll extend this we can come back to this a year from now bro blame f's top five 2021
0: it's gonna go up the charts. I think stuff. this is Hampus's year for me. <laughs> like out of nowhere, but sure. <laughs> I think right. I think NIP is going to be a top ten team in a, in like a month or two. I think they are just awful to play against. This is the most annoying. Like they're they're awful in a way that no one is like really like when you're when I watched Hampus's POV, this dude plays a different spot every fucking round. Like can sure. you relax? Like just play normal, dude. Like it's just hard impossible to read what they're going to do round around. And uh but I'll, I'll I'll take a stab at it too, just for the top 6. Okay. Sure, Navi, mm-hmm. uh, Astralis, Vitality. Uh, you know what? Yeah, sure. I can't I can't be that bold. I have to put those three. I, just I
4: Vitality, I was yeah. I, even I was yeah. like, Vitality maybe could be up, but I can't six, keep it I think they'll be like six, though. Yeah, I think they'll be fifth
0: or six. Like, I think I don't I don't know if they're gonna come back as well as they should. Um, I will keep VP. I feel like they're just too consistent in all the events that they play that they're always gonna be like top four a lot of the time now. Uh I think but then the other teams, the other two, uh I don't know.
1: In in six months, it's hard, man. It's I, hard. It's I, CS is in a really interesting place right now. Yeah, it's reason. tough. It's yeah. tough. Really, really tough. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna.
0: Fuck, Eg, maybe.
3: Okay, hold oh, on. It's not uh, that hard. It's not, <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> I think. I think EG is just like one step. O- I'm liking what I'm seeing from EG sure. a lot, though. No, like, Mo- Mo- Mohan said that to me as well. So you're you're not you're not alone in that boat, man. He was talking yeah. about EG in top five. Okay, so I think EG is going to make it back into the top six because I think they figured out what was wrong on their openers for T-Sides. I think they've made better game plans because when I watched EG a year, uh, five months ago, every first gun round would be a default and it looked so bad and boring. And it's like, it's just like, oh, you guys are going to mid round again. Like have fun with that. It's so flat. But now they're just running plays on their first gun rounds a lot on T-Sides. So it's like, oh, so you guys want to actually run strats again? That's cool. I like and that. aggressive, man. Yeah. EG's aggressive rounds,
1: dude, it looks so promising. Like the, a couple of Inferno rounds where like, Ethan's finally got the balls to run down Banana again and just fly through fire, fight through smoke. Like that's when EG impressed me the most in their, their blast group, right? It was like, it wasn't the results, but there was like a glimpses of it within the yes, map. Exactly. I'm like, oh, That's
0: top five potential, man. There's yeah. more conviction with their plays because they know yep. the initiative that they're taking in a round. And I think that a lot of teams that have faltered throughout the online era are too default centric. And I think that was EG's biggest downfall mm-hmm after their like early run in the beginning of 2020 is that they just started defaulting all the time. And it's like, dude, that's just, you're never going to be good online if you default all the time, because think of VP or, I mean, not think of VP, think of fanatic, for example, like how bad they've kind of been. Cause they just defaulted all the time. It's just like, you will never be consistent. Online but like every good team online runs more play a little a few more plays or they at least know where their initiative is and that's why players like art players like kinder players like simple will always like help a team online a lot out in my eyes because they know. The first point of contact is this guy in this round. So that helps everybody like their mental is draw is like the pressure on every individual is so much lower because they're not like, Dude, should I, should I peak? Should I push this or anything like that? Cause I'm just defaulting. But if simple's on my team, I know, let, let me just, let me just let them do stuff. You know, that's fine. Um, Here. Okay. Let's talk about apex leaving and apex coming back. This was really strange for vitality. They looked pretty bad, but uh he's back now guys i guess so scrawny you just had a interaction with apex on <laughs> twitter so, yeah right before this started so what what did you say and what did uh what was apex response or like what's the what's um, the, what's the, the gist
1: of it yeah so i woke up it was like 9 30 this morning reached my phone i think within five minutes of waking up i put that out there and then i didn't really think about it much right like i was worried that i was maybe dismissing what could have actually been like a very real personal issue i think yeah. that's 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 one thing that we that 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 the faceless, anonymous critics of the CS Internet can sometimes forget is that, like, real shit happens to these people.
0: Do you mind, um, do you mind just reading your tweet so that people that are yeah, listening sure. just... Yeah, because people, some people will be idea. just listening on their phones or something like that. Two seconds. It's, yeah. All right, so I tweeted, um,
1: with Apex already back, it feels like his removal was a disciplinary reaction. I'm betting he acted poorly when they lost to complexity and the coach wasn't going to let it continue. Whatever it was, I'm happy he's back. Um, you know, I put in that whatever it was because, again, like I don't know, I don't have that insider knowledge. And if if something real had happened that he had to deal with, you know, I'm thinking like family stuff, health related. Like I don't want to, I don't want to chirp on that. I don't want to um, like uh, minimize it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, his answer was, I'm not going to talk about it. But I had some serious personal problems, and it wasn't easy to focus on both private life and CS. Yes, I didn't have a good attitude during the match. That's true. But CS wasn't my main focus at that moment. So you could see in the comms, man. Like, I mean, we've been like, I feel like we've been watching this progression of Apex on, on, and it, let's be real, man. Like we talk it up. Sometimes it gets talked up for the cameras when we're doing broadcasts. Like we, we've, we you know, at what point does our job as casters and analysts become uh analyzing player cameras in the middle of a game like you know I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm focusing on what's going on in yeah. the server but if i see somebody fucking standing up at halftime leaving the room and then the rest of the team never even like you know like he's not communicating with teams at halftimes because he's just outside of the room like there's clearly something going on there so mm-hmm. it was pretty obvious apex was was frustrated with something um my takeaway at the end of today as of right now is like i'm glad it wasn't more serious but I think that the organization, or I mean, I, I don't know how serious it was. I, I'm glad it wasn't as uh, long-term is the better way to say it. Because the organization made out this comment saying like, oh, I've removed him from the from the team until the end of the spring season. Which if mm-hmm. we're going off of the blast season, when this announcement was made, bro, that's mid-June. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be off for like three more months, four more months. And he's already back nine days later. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, like, that's the
1: weird thing. So, so when I, you know, like, I think like my tweet comes from that. It comes from that like, that uh, it comes from that place where it's like, oh, so it wasn't that serious. And therefore, what else What else could have been the motivation? And I remember in the announcement as well, uh, the coach took full responsibility. He said, this was my decision. This was my decision to take him off of the starting roster. And then my my brain personally goes right immediately to like disciplinary action. Like yeah, ZeeWoo drops like- two kills across a map. You get pissed off. You just lost the complexity. You lose your shit. You yell. You, you say something you're not supposed to. Um, and, and you know, that can't happen. You, you That's unacceptable. So slap on the wrist. Hey man, you're off. Whatever it took him to turn around. Like that's what I was worried about, you know? Like mm-hmm. clearly based on his answer to me, there was something he had to go figure out. It wasn't just like he was in a bad mental place in general. There seems to be something very specific that mm-hmm. he's already dealt with, at least to a point where he can come back and compete. So, yeah, man, I'm just uh, I'm glad it wasn't something, you know, one of these things that that, that takes your, your your head out of the game for for six months as opposed to the nine days that he's actually taken out for um all things considered you know um i wouldn't be shocked if the if like you might see it was kind of on it right if the coach took i always forget how to pronounce their coach's name somebody X- want to say it does? does. um remember when he had that spat with nbk anybody remember that clip where like nbk turned around i was after a game he was playing nbk was was playing under him and like nbk at the end of the game turned around and gave him the finger straight to his face oh no i didn't remember that no Classic. you don't remember that so so when when that happened like that that is where my head went i was like it's like, it's like he's dealing with another one of those moments and he's not oh. going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows, man, that's the thing with these, with these kinds of situations. Like, you know, we, we hear it, we hear it in green rooms all the time. Like um, there's, there's yeah. always, there's always moments where it's like there's players are going through stuff and the public has no clue. And the public's never going to know because the player is not necessarily the type of person to step away themselves. And in this instance, it's clear that vitality made that decision for him. And I'm just hopeful that like he's in a better spot genuinely already.
4: Yeah, I feel like your tweet wasn't even far from the truth. I think maybe the only thing that might be off was the disciplinary action. I think it might more have been that X has identified that Apex was going through something. And he was like, I'd rather you be sidelined while you deal with this. Like, I'm going to make that decision for you rather than let you continue to play or let you make that decision for yourself. Like, I think you need to take a break. So rather than it being disciplinary, I think it's just like preemptively trying to take care of the situation rather than yeah. let him deal with it all.
0: Mix, have you ever had a deal with a player on a team that you needed to sideline for any period of time for something like this?
2: Mm, not that I can think of. Uh, in the United, like there might have been a point where it came to that. Yeah, but I, never, I never did because um, I was never made to be the fucking coach. So, right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> would, you, would you
0: agree that, or would you think this is more like on the personal side, or more on the, um,
2: uh, like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, it seemed like more on the personal side. Like, you just wanted him to give him like a small break for the end of the spring series, and, and then like for the end of the group. But then he was like just instantly back there anyway. So I don't know. It didn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's just. It's tough to have a, a cohesive team when
0: relationships are this tumultuous. I, I feel like you just don't want to put this much... This is just so many external pressures now on the team that that's why I'm almost like wanting to put Vitality out of my top six in a couple in a few months because if they keep having issues like that, I'd, I don't know where things are going for them even though the quality of the roster is so high. But I do think that the team feeling united needs to... Uh, it, it's a big part of why they succeed, too, uh, along with Zywoo, obviously. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes, I suppose. Um, uh, let's move on to something else. So Fallen, I mean, this is something that I, ho- I feel like everybody <laughs> like should have saw <laughs> coming, that Liquid brought in Fallen. They said Stewie's the IGL, and now Fallen is the IGL. Uh, so yeah, this is what we all thought was coming, but now it's official. So, no, what's uh, what's your take on this?
4: Absolutely expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like, to the point where I think uh, when this clip of Naf saying that Fallen was IGLing now, uh, when that came out, and I think uh, Drowlon, uh, one of the big social media guys, uh, tweeted it out,
5: mm-hmm. and
4: I think Moses replied to him saying, like, it's been like that the whole time, and I was like, wait, oh, what? So, so then that... I DMed Moses. I was like, wait, it has? And he's like, no, no, I was just wrong, actually. I was like, <laughs> well, is what? it to the point where even they think he's been IGLing the whole
5: time or what? <laughs> oh, my, what? Does... Oh, my God.
4: He's like, like, How does
5: the coach not know who the IGL is? I know.
4: Moses is like, I haven't even watched the clip, actually. So I was like, oh, oh. okay.
5: <laughs> Reasonable.
4: But, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, this is pretty expected. I, I didn't think that uh, that Stewie would would be IGLing over Fallen for too long. Like, it makes sense in a transitional period. Also, just, like, obviously, when you add someone like Fallen and Stewie's been calling and doing an okay job, like, you're still going to give it a try. And I'd rather that they let Stewie give it a try at the start rather than try and go back to him in a couple of months if they're struggling. So this way, at least they can identify, like, whether Stewie's able to to still, like, take the reins of this team or not um but also i think stewie's just a good secondary caller. i don't think he should be the primary caller for a team like this like fallen's able to to reign them in a lot a lot better he's also just like he is the captain outside of the game like whether whether you think it or not whether you think stewie's the igl in the server fallen's the one who's going to be the one leading them outside of the server easily like he's going to be the one leading the practices he's also going to be the one like who's just the the motivational like leader in the team i guess in that sense. So I think in general this makes the most sense. I think the fact that Stewie is still calling on Nuke as well also makes a lot of sense yeah. given that Fallen isn't isn't the one sorry, Fallen hasn't really played that map much. Um so I think I think Fallen even said that Stewie's probably going to keep calling on that map for the foreseeable future. So I think the way they're handling the transition between the two makes a lot of sense as well.
0: Yeah, I I, for me there is two things about this that I I want to bring up. That one I think that this should elevate Stewie's performance finally. Like yeah. it's just been way too long for this it's guy to be. This. He's been in the red for just ages now. And and actually in their BO3 against FaZe uh that they just played, Stewie had a 1.24 rating and I mean he was solid. I mean, he, he was doing actually a, a good amount of work on entries and things like that. So if he gets to think less and just focus on his own game, like I'm all for this. And I think that Liquid can have like another, it's kind of like a, a honeymoon period. Like they might have already had one briefly if if uh, they, if they Stewie was calling. But now that Fallen's really calling, they can have another honeymoon period they just should just keep switching IGLs and keep having honeymoon periods honestly just keep, you've yeah, solved yeah. it dude yeah. <laughs> you mixing <laughs> things up you know
4: guys Next I have thing. an idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what if none of us are the IGL <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> all you guys are doing are just describing Virtus Pro so yeah the what old VP Virtus. used to have
0: yeah, right yeah the old the old plow um but the other thing I have to bring up is that if Stewie doesn't start performing well and Liquid don't reach the heights that you would hope that they do I think Stewie's then on the chopping block because he's not the opera, he's not the caller, and I'm sure he's bringing a lot as a vocal l- leader on the team, but you would just look to su- replace him with another banging fragger kind of type person, probably. So that's a little worrying for, for Stewie's future or people that are fans of, you know, this Stewie core uh, liquid lineup.
1: Would you guys would you guys agree that I think you're right man I think you're right about that one like I don't i don't think it's there yet I think that like they have the pieces no, no. I think I mean Stewie definitely deserves the chance to return to it i feel like mm-hmm. he's finally he's almost like finally had his like uh his like uh, his weights taken off because of because of fallen coming into this so um yeah I don't know I don't know how long you give him but I don't think he's gonna need long, dude. I think Stewie's got this. I think I think Liquid, like, just this formula is gonna work, and it already is. My biggest question with Liquid was like, is Fallen's form gonna be good enough? Is Fallen's offing actually gonna be strong enough for Liquid to contend again? And I think after today's series versus Phase, dude, we've already got our answer. Like, like Fallen looks, Fallen looks tip top shape. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So now it's just about you know Stewie bringing his gameplay up. Nobody's questioning Grim, Naf, or 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 a liege in my opinion no No, definitely not so it's just like once once stewie clicks back in and if they again as you transition fallen in as the leader you transition stewie out and back into the fragging team liquid top five easy
0: Hmm.
4: Yeah, i think i'm with you on that for sure
0: right there with vertus all right, let's uh, let's move to something that's a little bit more local in context. That can I just say one thing sure.
5: about Team Liquid with Fallen? Yes, he was practicing with the rosters in since October of last year, and it took him this long. Just saying. To gel. If you didn't catch the, it, it, well, <laughs> it was without the, uh, it was without uh, twists. That was back from yeah. the twist interview with Richard Lewis. If you guys missed that. Um, He was on the roster practicing with them as early as October of 2019 or 2020. Sorry. (laughs) So uh, I I honestly just completely forget that 2020 is a year. I don't know if you guys have that problem. (laughs) it, it
1: It
0: is a period of time.
4: I think that was only for about two weeks, though. to be fair.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I know I heard that, too. I listened to the interview that Richard did with twist. And it's just like if he's playing in October for like a week or two, maybe he learned some strats or something like that. But it's just like as a filler role spot thing. He might even play twist spots in all honesty. Like they they might be like, hey, we just need a we need a substitute. Can you just can you just play these spots like off if you want rifle if you want? Doesn't matter. Just, you know, kill people. And then, uh I,
5: yeah, I might be reading into the way that twist answered the question. It just doesn't seem like it was a temporary thing. It seems like it had been going on pretty sustained. For a while, and that was kind of the writing on the wall. The wall where twists knew he was probably out of the roster. I mean, but it's just could be either. anything.
2: When like, even if that even if that was the case, just keep Stewie calling, just because it creates more consistency in the matches. You still have to play. Like it just yeah. creates a weird yeah. dynamic. If like you're bringing Fallen in and like you're having him practice soon, but like you're having him call, and then like you start playing some other matches with twists, and like Stewie's calling, and then Stewie's probably still having a lot of input with Fallen. And it's like it just overcomplicates it so where it's like we'll just have stewie call for now get these integrated when the time's right then fall can just take over yeah i
0: think the kind of uh the weird the rocky road with fallen first joining liquid should be settled i mean it should be uh a little bit smoother for them for the foreseeable future and yeah i mean i think give them a month or something and then evaluate is this roster doing what they should be doing because i think I think all of us are pretty fair about saying that we think this should be a top six team in the coming months. So if they're not, that's that's where things just get a little bit concerning for me. But I think that they have a really good shot at becoming that.
4: Also, is- like on a side note, I think their map pool is just going to be insane after they have a little bit more time to develop it because Fallen can now call on train for them, which was one of the big reasons they didn't play that map was Nitro felt uncomfortable calling on it. Mm-hmm. so if they can add train back into their map pool Stewie was always pretty good on that map Alige is pretty nuts on that so I think if they're able to add a map like train to their pool and they're able to play basically every map they're gonna be very difficult to veto against That Fuck is,
2: map, dude. I just veto Vertigo <laughs> never had to play
3: it again. <laughs>
0: That is a that is an interesting wait Mix you wanted to ban Mirage and now you want to ban Vertigo Yeah, you can't ban two maps all the time can you just
2: get rid of both of them they both suck I think I hate Vertigo more than I do Morose now.
0: I, yeah, well, I'm there with you, but I, I, I actually want to bring up, I looked this up actually because I was curious last night. Um, so, f- how many times Fallen has actually called on New? Because they played it today actually against FaZe, and they didn't really need to play too much of a T side. They went six and one on T side, then the game ended. Um, so, but they had a good CT, um, and Fallen just went crazy on that. And I looked, and Fallen has only played. Uh, 32 nuke maps out of 1,360 maps in his career. And now eight or eight of those are with Liquid. So one, like, <laughs> like he's basically played like a, almost, it almost feels like he's played a majority of his nuke maps now with his newest roster. So I don't know how his calling is going to be, but I feel like once he figures out the map and like mid-rounding a little bit more, I agree Note that. I, I think that this is a really frightening team because if they can just Ban based off of their opponents that just gives you a leg up in a veto every time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh this will be the last news topic here, and it's something that if people are more just you know international listeners, they might not have caught this, but it's something that was just ridiculous in the NA space is timberman and I never thought I'd be saying that name on its server time podcast, but this team, I, I guess no, I want you to take take this one on what what was the big debacle with these kids and basically why they should be used as an example for people that are coming up in the scene for the future.
4: Okay. Basically the, the core of this team of Shane, dare and snav have been like notorious in North America for basically being very toxic and pugs. Uh, They just go around and they talk shit to basically everyone that they play against. Like I would say about like two weeks before this controversy, I was playing with a couple of friends. We ran into them and we were winning like I don't know, 16, 9 at the end or something. And they're saying, like, you guys if, yeah, they try hard. Ooh. Yeah, it's like if we I wanted know. to scrim, we would you be might, playing a I scrim like, right now. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, come like, on, grow, off up a little bit here.
2: I remember I used to I always remember this mindset, like even just like this, just from like this random thing. I used to play pugs with like Valens and like Vice and like some other people. Mm-hmm. And like he's like playing a five-man, and like and I was surprised because like I would play with him, and Valens was literally like like practically calling and like these matchmaking games like telling people what to do like suggesting like scenes we could do like you know like running actual like strats and you know doing things and i was like i remember i messaged him one time i was like yeah dude that's like that's why i like playing with these groups because like you guys are actually like trying and he's like and it's like his Mm -hmm. actual and his response was just like if i like if i didn't want to take it serious i would just go like play another game like i would
3: yeah
4: exactly counter strike is like
2: Winning is fun, like that's that's why you play. The yeah. people only
1: people only say that shit. Like, if I wanted to try, if they're losing,
3: yeah, if those guys were yeah. winning,
1: and you were trying hard, then they they that comment doesn't come out, man. It's 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 the oh, I wasn't trying deal, which you know, you know, you know full far they were hands down, yeah. they were trying, man.
3: I'll, so. I'll
4: expand a bit more on the specific topic at the end of this, but quickly to to finish off, basically what these guys did is that on top of them just being toxic in their pugs, they're also. Like, there have been clips of them saying the N word, not all of them, obviously, but like some of them saying the N word, um, some of them saying like homophobic slurs. And this has been like a recurring issue for years at this point. And essentially, what happened is some person that they played against in a regular pug tweeted out uh, a clip of, or a clip or an image of one of the players uh, saying something about them. Like, oh, you clearly you weren't raped as a kid
2: or something, which is like really fucked up to huh. say, like, yeah, like it's he got, really I, fucked up. He defended that sentence, by the way, and like I, they did that little interview after and he like he literally defended that.
4: Yeah. Mm. Um.
2: So basically that that picture
4: got tweeted out and then Alige uh, saw it because it blew up so much. And he's like, wait, these kids are still playing in like premier FPL level. Like they've been talking so much shit for years and they're just genuinely like they say racist stuff all the time. And from there, once a drew light to it, like a lot of other people who'd run into them started bringing up like clips or instances where they'd had issues with these players. And then I think Simple also just got involved and he's like, these kids aren't shit or something. Like he said something that was like, that's why these guys will never make it. Mm -hmm. um and from there i think face it initially handled it really weirdly like while they were investigating they banned one of the players for a week um and then they issued like permanent bans i just like if you're gonna be investigating them there's no need to ban them for one of them for a week just do it all at once um but they ended up permanently banning them from fpl uh, Mm -hmm. and then about i believe this past weekend on on sunday or monday uh ESEA also banned the all of the players involved. So that would be Shane Dare, Snav, Kel, Havoc, and then also a couple of the other players who were uh in a paste bin that Elise tweeted out where it was screenshots from their uh quote unquote private Discord, uh where there's hundreds of instances of some of these players saying racial and homophobic slurs. Um <sighs> so like moral of the story, A, don't be an asshole, but B, don't be racist. And don't be homophobic. It's like, it's not very difficult for one. Uh, And just a note to like players who are coming up, like the shit you say will come back. And it really isn't difficult to just try and be a better person. Like it's not a difficult task. And I get that people make mistakes, but then when you make those mistakes and someone someone tells you that, hey, this is not good. You got to actually take that criticism on board and, and try and be better from it.
0: I I think there's like a it's very different for players like this to say it within their team. Like, I'll just pick I'll pick like, you know, example we can all pick. Like simple, for example, was really toxic to his teammates in the past and probably even some people he played FPL with, but it didn't border like actually he has said some things that are like kind of bad and that's why he's been banned on Twitch before. Yeah. (laughs) But he's not doing it to like everybody he plays with all the time pub like in all chat or whatever it's more like it, it, the relationships you have within your team are very different than the relationships you have with other people external to you like it, it's so th- what you say to your teammates can you can actually kind of like I'm not I don't condone any of that kind of behavior but I think it, you can actually say some pretty mean things to your teammates if it's like for the sake of trying to improve as a team but if you're just saying it to random people in pugs that's like you're gonna get a reputation that's just like really bad and is damn for, yeah forever
2: <laughs> the weirdest fucking scene i've ever heard someone say and it's the entire reason pretty much they got like caught i guess and like got this mess mm-hmm. with like, all they had to do was not tell someone they weren't raped as a kid in a public let's just
0: stop saying that. that let's
2: just pretty, stop pretty, quoting pretty, them but in general Pretty easy
1: to avoid yeah. i think
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. i'm just saying
1: like yeah. yeah it's uh it's one of those situations where it's like i had never heard of them before i will never hear from them ever now um, Yeah. Odds are that kind of behavior only fucking manifests itself because it's a group mentality. It becomes yep. normalized within their dynamic. You yep. find, you know, if you're the one guy in a room of people saying this kind of shit, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's an aspect of just like not being very well socialized in real life either. I think like a lot of this behavior can go unchecked on the internet. Uh, and then when you find other people who do the same shit, then you start doing it together. Then you find a third person, fourth person, et cetera. And like, yeah. it, it manifests, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in their private discord, there was hundreds of instances. It's like, yeah, because they're sure as fuck not doing any of these things publicly or else we would have, we would already stamp this crap out, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like this is one of those moments where like the, you know, if we compare them to like a fucking hornet's nest or something, it just mm-hmm. it went unchecked. You know, it was one of those ones like growing in the walls and then Elise just ripped the wall down <laughs> and everything's gone you know and like Game it's just through, it's, like
4: the kool-aid man yeah dude yeah. it's like
1: it's evidence of just like how insignificant these guys were and but i'm glad it got stamped out because it needs to be let them be the examples for anybody else who wants to come up and see us go man like uh the biggest issue that like i had
2: with the whole situation was just like how like and like how intensely they were like defending everything they said but i will give like at least one of them credit I don't know if any of the others did but at least i know at least one of them like backed up and made like a genuine apology no it's oh, Kel. yeah um so yeah so yeah at least like at least one or two of them like did make like genuine apologies after the fact like and then just like <laughs> make like meme apologies like i like some of them were doing and that True. just pretending like True. none of it was a big deal so and there's just, no like, wreck and cal
4: both both made like preemptive apologies and mm-hmm. those were actually genuine yeah, yeah, there's
2: no redemption if
1: you don't if you don't try to walk it back. Uh, when even when you do walk it back, there's always that question of like, are you apologizing yeah. because you mean it's it or are you apologizing because you got caught? Yeah. It's like um, the
2: things that they did, it's not like these are like the worst things in the world to ever be doing, especially like dumbass fucking teenagers. Like even I like used to be in pugs, like couldn't control my fucking emotions and used to just be like a talk to shithead, right? It's like it's just a case of okay, you got caught. You're gonna have to serve a punishment either way. You don't, like, fucking back up and, like, try to defend it. Like, this isn't, like, some, like, irredeemable thing that you did. You can just, like, apologize for it. Say, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. I was surrounded by idiot friends. And I'll try to, you know, I'm going to try to improve as a person, surround myself with better people. All that shit was wrong. And I'm just going to try to be a better person from now on. And, like, Especially if, if some of them are.
1: Yeah. If some of them aren't backing up, then it's way easier to blame them then it's, it's even easier to apologize if you're like look it was really this guy's fault like you <laughs> and know he double
0: downed on it yeah so yeah. yeah exactly yeah. man yeah. back up all right all right let's let's move on from that let's move to something uh let's we got just a couple more little segments here so
4: Qu- quickly before we move on like slightly tangential but just like some of the attitude that i see not from these guys specifically but just from like players in north america for example that whole like oh you are these is this a scrim or something i'm just like that's the way you guys should be playing the game guys. Like each game that you play, you should be trying to win. Like that's how they play in Europe a lot of the time. That's the reason those players are like they improve so steadily and the reason why players from North America struggle when they they try playing against teams in Europe. Like a pug in Europe can contest against like decent teams because in North America because they just have better fundamentals from playing the game right. It shouldn't be a detractor to play the game properly at all times.
2: A lot of the best players, like, most of them probably, like, simple, cold, like, for instance, like, it's literally, they only have one mode when they're playing Counter-Strike, whether it's, like, a fucking pug, FPL, like, a match, or scrim, it's, like, they're gonna be trying, they're gonna be, like, trying to direct things, you know, like, trying to actually play, you know, good Mm -hmm. CF, you know, talking to their teammates, you know, shit like that. So, it's, like, I don't know, it's just such a, it's, like, such a dumb mentality that will never take you anywhere if you're, like, acting like oh this doesn't matter yeah I
0: remember I remember in uh like Thorin's reflections with get right the more recent one he did about how get right was like a try hard he was labeled a try hard in the community or something like that and it's just like how people thought grinding demos or something like that was being you know just trying too hard or some shit and it's just like <laughs> what like pl- please dude for the sake of our enjoyment in loving this game try harder I want people to be yeah. better <laughs> you know so keep use that pug the best and most efficient way possible and try something new that you, maybe you can integrate into your strat book or some shit like that. Like, yeah. Okay. I think we wrap that one up. So let's get into uh just final, we'll throw it out there. We already did some predictions here, but we'll just do some more uh, Katowice centered ones. So let's do this. Who are, I'll go around in a circle. The, I think six teams, Yeah, six teams qualify for the IEM playoffs. And then, so you're going to say those six teams and then tell me who you think are the teams that are going to, win it and come in second let's go with scrawny first who's who's your top six here sure all right and you can so, use the bracket so far that's that's already like yeah, yeah, yeah don't don't turn away from the results that have happened that's so far right man sorry hold on um
1: so i've got uh coming out of group a
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've got astralis heroic yes. oh and big i say heroic just because they're in a place where they have to win one best of three to get out at this point right it's the top two from the group it's spirit, um, though. It is against Spirit, and I think I'm they got care. that. I've got that, bro. They've just beaten big. Uh, I don't. I don't think Spirit's going to take it. It's. It's too much pressure. Spirit's going to crack, and uh, we're going to get like a little, a little dream run here from uh, heroic
2: online drinking coke. They got this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, man. One b O three heroic. They need it. I think more than anybody. So I say they beat Spirit. They go through big runs it back through the lower bracket, uh, unless Evil Geniuses has a surprise. Okay. So, Okay, Astralis Heroic Big Group B Liquid They only have to beat a wounded Vitality tomorrow. Vi- uh Navi and uh I think Vitality comes out of the lower bracket if not nip. So to reiterate, top 6, Astralis, Heroic, Big, Liquid, Navi, Vitality. Navi take the event, Astralis Ooh. come second.
2: Bold predictions mm-hmm. over here. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, the big running it back one is actually pretty... I think that's pretty bold. That's like a tough... That's uh, not an easy accomplishment nope. for them. Now, the lower bracket's pretty stacked. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, note, who's your Who's your six?
4: All right, so I'll take Astralis and Heroic from Group A. Uh, okay. And then out of the lower bracket. Uh, it's a hard one, but you know what? We're going to say EG make it out. Mm. They're going to have a little run... Through the lower bracket after losing to Astralis. and then out of Group B, we're gonna take Liquid, uh, we're gonna take NAVI, and we're gonna take VP as those three teams coming out. Those are good. Ronnie once again criminally underrating VP. By the way, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see,
0: man. We'll see. They've got a long way to go, though. It's not e- it's not easy to predict them either because they haven't. Even I refuse to believe Sanji will be in a top five team. I just refuse it. I
1: can't. They were,
4: weren't they top? They're already top five. Aren't they were they? top
1: five already. They were but actually top five. Like, <laughs>
0: they're already top five right now.
1: At this event, I think this event. You look at you look at the the ranking in this event. Th- this event is going to change up the rankings big time, right? Like, like there hasn't yeah. been VP hasn't had overlap with a lot of these teams, man. At least not from what I'm casting. I'm super biased. I only cast a certain bit of the calendar. Um, I'm, uh, contractually obliged, I'm not allowed to watch anything from ESL. Oh, okay,
3: yeah,
0: it's <laughs> not true.
1: I use that uh, excuse too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then winning the event, I will say that it's also going to be Navi. Um I don't know if Astralis makes it to the final honestly. I think they might they might get knocked out in the semis. Maybe like yeah, they might get knocked out in the semis if they get like a, a interesting bracket draw. Then again, if they get drawn against Liquid, it's a free run to the finals for <laughs> <laughs> Astralis. Um so yeah, I'll say Navi and then I guess we'll go with um, maybe we'll have Liquid as the runner-up.
3: Okay. Mm,
2: okay. Mix, who's your... Alright, so about tomorrow's matchups, both of you are wrong. So the first teams to go through in group A are going to be EG and Spirit. I like it. I like it. Uh, Astralis will make a run through the lower bracket. I have confidence in them to still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, from the other group, this one's a lot tougher. Liquid, I'm just going to go with Liquid because I'm a fucking fanboy. Um, yeah. Liquid for sure. Man, who after that, though? That's fucking tough. Navi, I think Navi will get through. Um, and then I'm actually, for the third team in Group C, I'm actually going to go with NIP. Mm hmm. Well, do I want to go with NIP? <sighs> actually, no. Man. I know, right? Do you I ever don't... really want to bet on NIP? It feels I mean, bad to do it every time. For- They'll be good, but like I don't think they will be quite good enough to get through like um to get through Navi or VP, whoever they have to play after Furia. I think they'll be yeah. Furia, but I don't know, like the the next team coming out of that is so tough. Um I'll just be a fanboy once again. I'll go with FaZe. So Ooh, the whole lower bracket run here. I'm, okay. Like with Navi FaZe. I'm predicting FaZe is gonna go on some like, honeymoon period shit. Um also, I mean, it's just, like, one of the first big events back from break, so, you know, and it's online, so who the fuck knows, really? Um, winning the event, I have absolutely no idea. Anything I say is literally <laughs> just guessing. Um, dude, who do I want to say wins this event, though? I don't want to say Na'vi. That's too easy. It's going to be someone else. That's my feeling, right? So easy. I mean, <laughs> no, I I'm waiting for you to make sense, bro. Why is Mix yeah. like the da
4: bears of our podcast? <laughs> like put up or shut up da bears of our podcast? This has
0: to take the hipster opinion a lot of the time.
5: <laughs> if you really think Mantu is better than Zywu, you'll oh, say it right yeah. here. <laughs> you make Mantu it out.
2: Mantu over my team instead of Zywu. I'd never said Mantu was better than Zywu, okay? I'm not <laughs> playing dead, all right? Yeah. God. Winning the event though, um fuck me, dude. Like I literally have no idea. Just go for all the right. bold pick then. Just go for th- all right. You know what? Fuck it. Phase they're coming through the lower bracket. <laughs> 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 oh Roller, dude. They're gonna be fucking feeling it. And then they're gonna steamroll through. They're gonna get like some like lucky bracket draw or something. They're gonna win the event, and Avi will come second. Mm. Big, big twist, it's just gonna be too much for them.
0: Okay. All right. Is it wait? Is the grand final BO5 or is it BO3? it's five.
1: it's
3: uh,
0: it's
1: bo5, BO5.
3: BO5. is it I'm yeah it is uh,
2: honeymoon days okay i
1: don't <laughs> like bo 5s should put it out there because it's yeah.
2: like i, I don't spirit but it's like can i really see spirit winning like for some reason that just sounds wrong
0: they just won a dream hack dude they just going to lose tomorrow just so you know it's uh <laughs> Yeah. okay all right I'll
4: do... super comparable to IM Kennedy yeah. with all top 20
3: teams by the way hey, they
0: came out on top of uh eg and big there so i mean they didn't beat them necessarily but they they uh they did better they placed better than them
2: so. listen i go for like the hipster predictions because predictions are just like a complete crapshoot anyway it's true most of the time so it's like what do i have to lose really True, true. Okay, I'll do mine.
0: Uh, I think the group A teams will be Astralis, EG, and Spirit also. Um, I don't know if I really think EG is going to beat Astralis, but I think I'm actually confident in them making it through the lower bracket if they don't. So, I think either way, it'll be those three teams. Group B, I will go with have to go with Liquid. Got it, got to do it. Uh, Then um, for the other teams, got to do Navi. And then Yeah, it's just so boring, but I just have to do VP. I just have to like I just love that team too much, and it's like as a fan, and I actually do think they will probably beat everybody. So Vitality, yeah, Vitality is is um probably they're going to be their toughest opponent in lower bracket round three.
2: So that'll be close, but it would be surprised to see Vitality just pull like and complete like just kidding, and then like just come and win the event.
0: You know, it's it's possible. It's possible,
2: but.
1: if it's Honestly, not Navi Astralis, it's going to be Navi Vitality Finals, I think.
0: Ooh, yeah. I just you can't know, I, pick the top-ranked like top ranked teams and just be like, that's
2: how I'm ordering my events. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's, that's what I that's like, that's what yeah. I like doing for some reason. I don't know. It also just makes the event more interesting to me when I just make some like weird predictions. I just want to see if any of it comes true. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because then yeah, you have yeah, something to ride for. You have yeah. Something to, yeah, it's a watch it Set, set yourself
2: oh, up with the excuses oh, early oh, on, Max. Oh, you got oh, it. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking excited to watch FaZe, you know? Like, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, true, true. Um, I think... Okay, so the three teams... Yeah, I'll do it. I'll just say all the six again. Astralis, EG, Spirit, Liquid, VP, Navi. And then I think the winning team will be... Let's do... I'll do... Astralis win, but VP come in second. Yeah, that's my... That's how
2: I go bald on this. Here, here's my question though is do eg get through because they beat astralis tomorrow or do they make a lower bracket run because my theory at the moment is is that if they don't beat astralis tomorrow i actually don't see them getting out of the group yeah it's it's gonna be tougher you're right i agree with that that. yeah
0: but i think they can i think they can win
1: i'd like Uh, to add that i have i have spoken i've i've heard and spoken more of vp in this podcast than the last six months of my life (laughs)
0: i'm like i feel
1: like i'm not in on something i feel like i've been under a rock or some shit like i just woke up they just won CS Summit. massive they won cs
0: summit without dropping a map they they beat big at flashpoint they beat og at flashpoint they beat mad lions they beat everybody i mean they beat everybody said how has impressed me other oh, like, than like the, the big victories. Well, okay. CS Summit not dropping a single map is crazy. Like their map pool is is insane. Like it's just they can play everything. So that. what did they play against? They play. I mean, they can beat. The thing is, they can beat. Like they beat Navi before. Also,
5: right, Pranoga, so,
0: you're the voice of reason around here, aren't you, man? You come from the shadows.
5: Yeah. Well, he's just as big. I as, have to. I have to make Maui Snake backpedal. So, so it, at Summit they
4: beat NIP twice. Furia, Mouseports, and Fnatic.
5: Yeah. Old NIP. Old mouseports with Kerrigan on his way out the door, and That's Fnatic just about. bombed out of the event That's in the play-in. What are we talking about was- and Fnatic, oh, yeah, Fnatic yeah, is just is like, yeah, out of his Tier mind. now? Yeah, so, dude,
2: they were playing with like no no pressure fucking exit event. Those are those are the events that helped yeah. People- yeah,
5: and they still think, couldn't beat VP uh, of all teams. They just came it. in and shut them down. I said, fuck yeah.
2: Man.
0: VP just I mean the way that they win also is just so they just dominate people like it's just you you always feel like VP is in control of the match like that's what it always and it's so easy to root for a team that takes way more initiative like the reason I can never really like vote for NIP is just like because they play such a reactive style a lot of the time other than Hampus and and it's just like okay so you guys could kind of see what they were doing and then you got some Key kills or multi frags, great good job for you guys but then it's like VP it's like holy shit I just saw this like master plan come together and the way that you kinder found the entry and James clutched it out and everybody in the mid round just did exactly what they were supposed to and played this perfect strategy it's just fun it's just fun to root for that like I, I can't yeah when it's that obvious it's why everybody liked 2018 Astralis or whatever because it's like you could see how good their teamwork was because it's just so obvious they threw that perfect flash they had that perfect crossfire it's like it's just so fun all
4: right. Hold on, hold on. Cool. Let me let me do a second set of predictions since we're subverting expectations with our predictions, I guess. It's gonna be uh Astralis, Spirit, Gambit. <laughs> Astralis, Spirit, <laughs> Gambit. Uh we're gonna have Furia, Liquid, and Nip making it to through group B. Damn, just We're just gonna pick every team now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Like might as well take the bottom six teams from the I, event rather okay. than the top six, I think- right? Okay, that's- I'm gonna
0: say Wizla Krakow, Renegade, and <laughs> yeah. Fnatic. Let's, let's do some WWE shit. And like, you know what? Don't, don't Halfway through fun. the playoffs,
1: Fnatic makes a return, <laughs> dude.
0: That's literally that's like literally what ESCA did for the global
4: challenge or whatever. It's like VP voted
0: in or something. <laughs> like, remember that like three years ago?
2: And wait for it. It's Fnatic, but with yeah. Olaf and Flusha back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. All the boards. Because it's like. Note's making like a fucking second set of predictions, and then he's gonna be like, "Wow, that <laughs> yeah, was
3: right." <laughs>
2: There's no insurance. You guys can't have that's insurance that's, that's predictions. That's me making my one and only set of predictions,
4: I'm trying yeah. to be different. I'm,
2: trying I'm, listen, be I'm different.
4: just trying to subvert expectations with my predictions. You know?
0: Yeah. I yeah. I think okay. All right. Let's just move on to the question of <laughs> the week. This has been this prediction segment has gone way off the rails. So this is um. Something I was thinking about when I was watching uh, um, just, just in broadcast in general, I because I, you look at the stats there on the HUD, and you see kills, you see assists, you see deaths, you see ADR, and I thought to myself, like, why do I care about assists? I don't, because assists is just 41 damage or more, and then someone else gets the kill. So unless that number is, like, 9 or higher, I literally have never cared about it. So I was, I was wondering... What stat would you guys want to see on these uh, broadcast HUDs that isn't assists? So pick any stat. I don't, uh, like, there's anything that your brain can come up with. I So let's go with,
2: let's go with Mix. Mix, what what stat do you want to see instead of assists? Um, I don't really know, to be honest. Like, ADR is, like, the obvious one, but I don't really want to say that. I feel like it's not, like, ADR is pretty decent, but also I feel like it's usually displayed and like the bottom thing i don't know
0: okay so if it's not
2: adr then what would your what would your pick be dude i almost Even team... flash yeah okay that's a good one that is i, uh, I want to have like like each player's individual flash assist and then like have like another tally that tells like you know the total amount see like i think that actually be good as long well, as like you can like just like a total amount of flash assist uh, shown somewhere um i don't know i generally think that could be a pretty cool thing to look at like mid-game you can see yeah. a team has like eventually like you get used to the stat and like eventually people would understand that's like a high number in a game it's like a low number mm-hmm. and you know people to, to see like holy shit these guys have like 30 flash assists like they're just yeah insane. that's ownage yeah uh okay no what's your what's your stat
4: uh so for my set i'd do either kpr or dpr so kills per round or death deaths per round. Hmm. um just because i think it gives like it's it's a stat that people don't see unless they go to like the detailed statistics page on HLTV. Yeah. And in general, it's like, it gives you a pretty good idea of how a player is contributing per round. It's like the ADR equivalent in a sense, but a little bit more impactful. And it also, for example, like if you're not going to show assists, showing KPR is going to give you at least like a better idea of the overall impact from a player. Like if they're sitting there with 10 kills uh, at halftime, but then they have like kpr they're obviously doing better than just having 10 kills and a half Mm
3: -hmm.
4: um so yeah i think i think kpr dpr is also a good shout um but i think it would be a little bit less beneficial than something like kpr still like dpr as a stat though okay
1: scrawny what's your what's your stat you would want to see going down that same road as note i think uh personally to me it's uh, first kills yeah Ooh. First, yep. kills are first, first kills, first really kills. good. That's really good. And if we do like a like a slash, dude, it's very easy to do first kills slash first deaths. Oh, um, like people are gonna get
0: inflamed flame yeah, <laughs> Because like
1: when, when we're working at Blast right now, we've got uh, we've we've got a web browser like that just keeps live stats every single round. It's updated. I think sometimes it's at DreamHacks too. It's like I don't know if it's if, the, if that there's the stats helix. Point being. Every single round, you refresh it, and you're just you're getting tons of stats, man. And that's the one that I feel like I was using the most uh, at the most recent event was uh, first kills, first deaths. It keeps track of like first kills, first deaths, op kills, deagle kills, clutches, each multi kill, etc. And uh, you know, clutches I feel like is another fun one to remember. But mm. there's so few clutches in a game that you can normally remember them on, like off the top of your head. Uh, yeah, more yeah. or less, right? Like if they're very impactful clutches, then then you don't really need a stat to remember uh but but first kills first deaths is a really big one obviously you know you, you kind of you gotta especially if you get somebody with a ton of kills and he's also got a shit ton of first kills you're like all right this guy's smashing like dpr yeah. kind of tells you right um except for for it's like you know setting the precedent with man advantage is really really important so
0: i'm, I'm all in on that one man
1: it also yeah. helps you
4: show like the impact of certain players like your or art for example mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i think I think for mine, I was kind of leaning towards flash assists or enemies flashed, because so, I feel like it, it's just like if you see a player who's 0 and 6, but then you see they have 15 enemies flashed, I just know that they're doing something for their team, you know, and so it would always give them yeah, contribution. Go back and look at the demo, and
2: it's like dust two, and they're just like flashing. <laughs> they're flashing
0: for every day long, you know, and then they're the last person with no nades,
2: and it's just like, okay, what are they supposed to even do? So I, I think it gives better context to their role. Dude, I used to love. There used to be like a stat or something. Is that like one of the stats in like the? It's like one of the stats in like the scoreboard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So you can just class pull class. it from the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, enemies yeah. yeah, yeah, flashed. So
2: like, I used to like playing pokes with friends. I would just farm the fuck out of that stat. You just toss <laughs> <laughs> flashes over Minute Mirage at the start. You're not doing anything. Yeah. But you point out like your enemies' flash that you're like, dude, look at my flashes. They're insane.
0: Yeah. I think if I saw... Okay, so my answer would be enemies' flash. But I think a stat that I want to see actually at the end is I actually like how RWS is calculated. I think RWS is surprisingly decent for, for certain pro games. Because, dude, honestly... I don't want to, like, when I see, and I will, I'll just say it, like, if I see Rops with 25 kills, but I know that 15 of those kills are when he was just getting people as they were exiting, like, his dubs would be, like, five in this game. So I actually, I don't want to see it live on a scoreboard, I'll say, but I would like to see it in an HLTV. Like, I'll say that. I, was, I like I actually think dubs contributes in some
2: way to the impact
0: a player had, but yeah. I don't like, I don't think it's perfectly calculated.
2: Bad memories when you're speaking of RWS, like, trying yeah. to break
3: <laughs> I
2: suck, I suck at CS, so it's like trying to break 10 in a month was like the fucking goal well i, I want mean, a knife
0: for, for getting top rdubs in a month so uh, i i I, uh, I love i love the stat
4: <laughs> i don't like rws as a stat just because i don't think it gives like an accurate representation of a player's impact in a match because it, calc- it only calculates based on whether you win the round or not i'd right. rather have something like an impact rating shown Impact rating's
0: weird too, though, because it's like multi frags and clutches are valued high on it, and it's not like I would want something that's like how much economic damage was dealt actually, like a stat that shows that. Like, cause Um, I want to know if, if somebody, cause if someone's farming ecos, like it's just like, dude, like like total money denied or something like that. Like, yeah. uh, Taken away. Like how much money was on that person when they died, including the nades that they had, because like, if they killed them in the beginning of the round, that's more valuable than the end of the round a lot of the time. So, I mean, maybe not because if it's a clutch, but you know what I mean? Like,
4: but I mean, on top of that, that's why RWS is like not a great set because if you're picking off three people
2: and you still lose the round, hey look, you're getting zero RWS. What I, war- those are the worst moments. Yes, like When you like you open up a round, it's like you get like a you open you get like three entries and it's like a four v two. And then you and just you watch your team, you're watching your team slowly throw away the round. <laughs> like, but I think in pro games that doesn't happen that
3: often. Yeah, yeah. So that in pro games?
0: I think R I think R is a more valuable stat in pro games than it is for pugs. In pugs, yeah. it's just like just run out there and shoot everybody. Like that that is literally how you get it,
2: just, it always felt like you like the first five rounds you don't fucking see anyone, so your R dubs is at like two. Two and then, yeah. and then you get three entries and your team loses the four v2 and you're just insta-tilted because you know your R dubs is yeah. bad
0: yeah I, I i still would just pick enemies flash though i feel like it just helps tell a really good picture for what that person is doing because because i think the worst thing is when a player goes double oh seven like why the fuck is that second zero even there I, it's assists like i don't i literally don't care assists are useless. it's so it's the most yeah it is the most useful you assist. never cast assists you never Be talk so about them oh, so eight, dude he's got eight assists bro like yeah. no, he's popping off
2: dude, it's been so good it's like you're it's like you have like kills enemies flashed and then like deaths. Yeah. And it's like and this guy's like 007. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's actually not doing yeah, that, that's <laughs> that. Yeah, right. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if it's 0157, I'm like, okay, I know what he's getting himself yeah. into. So yeah.
5: that's fine. Okay. I got one for you guys. What would you think about something like a stat that tells you how many times you were traded? Because this is a situation where oh. obviously it only makes sense on T-side. It's very niche in terms of its application if you're trying to figure out like a Uh, an entry fraggers position and how successful they are so it's probably something for the scoreboard or something that you can access at the end of the half or the end of the round but i feel like that would be super useful to tell you like what's gone wrong on a t side or what's gone really right if you see a runaway t side and it's like oh they're getting trade kills every single time obviously you can just remember that if you're casting it or something but that would be something that would be great to have in my back pocket if i'm trying to analyze like how a team is finding success or failure
0: I think that would give a lot of credit to entry fraggers that are dying without getting kills because like you're saying, I mean, if it's, if they're traded, then they're also making space for their team. So that's always valuable.
5: I
3: agree. Hell yeah. All
0: right. That's gonna, that's going to bring us to a conclusion here. So we're going to give everybody a chance to plug whatever's coming up for them. So scrawny, what, what is going on with you? What do you want to plug? What do you want to tell the listeners?
1: Um, not too much man I'm a, I'm a little bit off the cast for a little while so uh, i'm just gonna be at home gonna be streaming basically daily unless i've got podcasts yeah. uh so yeah just uh you know follow on twitter follow on twitch watch me play some danger zone watch me play some cs i've come home and told myself i'm gonna leave the next time i leave i'm gonna be way better at movement that's what i'm focusing mm. on yeah Launders told me i wasn't making the cut
5: uh, <laughs> i on the chopping
1: block you know. Uh, so, so yeah, man, just playing a bunch of CS, hanging out, playing games, doing as doing and watching as much CS as I can from the nope. sidelines.
2: Random question though. When's the last time you played a pug? Last
3: time I played uh, a pug? Wait, no who,
1: who are you telling to- to- all,
0: all of, all of us? All p- of me? Uh, two, two, two days before I left Europe. So like four days ago. Last night? Yeah, I played pugs and scrims yesterday. So yeah.
2: Dude, what the fuck? It has literally been about a year for me since the last pug I played. Oh, well, I kind of go in waves of pugs. Never like, been yeah. happier.
1: <laughs> I, was I playing... thought
5: I was about to go like, uh, oh, we can still make this work mix, I guess. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: I was playing games with Maniac and Pimp, so like, I wasn't gonna pass that up, you know. It's like I closest yeah. I've ever been to being being a pro, man. I felt it.
2: <laughs> That's how May- I felt when I got to play pugs with like Valens and Vice, and then like elise joined one time, and like yeah. I was playing Inferno a site with Ales, and I still have great memories of that, and that'll be my greatest. <laughs> counter-strike playing experience (laughs) hasn't played a pug since yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is good i'm out Yeah, yeah yeah uh
0: no what are your what are your plugs this
4: evening uh i should have this feature on junior coming out anytime like literally any moment um as soon as louise finishes editing it so you can check that out on hltv i also did an interview with pete uh peter last week Oh yeah. Um which came out later than I expected, but you guys can check that out as well. And uh yeah, just follow me on Twitter, that's about it.
0: Mix, what's your what's your plug? Just cloud nine, I guess.
2: The users, the use. Sweet. No player? You usually pick a player. Have I shouted out? OC? I'll shout him out again. Shout You've out shouted o- him out at least half of the pods. Deep <laughs> pods. So yeah. All right. Uh, good, can I say? Yeah.
0: I'll plug um, the I, I'll plug the thing I'm working on with Dinko, which I think is pretty sick. The yeah. post plan after show that oh, yeah. that's a that, quality man. That turned out surprisingly well. Like for just an idea, just we put together and everything. Like Dinko worked with that producer, and they came out with a lot of great stuff. Um, I gave. I mean, I was giving feedback to. I think I think everybody was giving feedback. I don't know what the correspondence between. Haka and Ble was before it happened or anything, but I think I think we did a really solid job and for a pilot episode, I think that's something to check out. So if you guys haven't seen Dinko's um, YouTube channel or just check him out on Twitter, I think it's probably in his pinned or something like that, the, the fact that we did that episode. That stuff's really sick. Be So be on the lookout for post-plant episodes. Uh, the next one will be when Katowice ends. And uh, other than that, of course, just keep, uh, if you guys want to support this financially speaking and uh just fun the fact that we're on spotify and stitcher and apple podcast you know submit your questions via, P- via patreon and be sure to listen to the audio versions as well on the podcast platforms i just mentioned i think there's another one that just emailed me about fuck it dude i don't even know if anybody's using that platform so who cares whatever listen to it be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel because i'm putting out slightly higher quality stuff i guess who knows who knows? Am I? Is it higher quality? I don't even know, dude. I'm just putting things out when I feel like it. I just put burger tier list. I just do anything I feel like out on this damn YouTube channel. That's probably why it hasn't grown to the where where it could be. But that's it, that's it. All right, that's gonna be it for episode thirteen. Thank you so much, Scrawny, for coming on. You're a great guest. This was cheers, man. Tons of fun. My pleasure.